All right, welcome everyone. <laughs> Electronic gaming mostly the podcast. I'm the Night Terror here with the Gabbler. We should right, change so the show. We're really excited because there are leaks. Electronic gaming sometimes. Well, you know, eventually <laughs> we'll get back to gaming when gaming stops sucking. But all right, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to do about five five minutes about what we played this week, and then we're going to talk about last week's Game of Thrones, and then this week's Game of Thrones, and then spoilers. So. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot to play this week, but we started The Witcher 3 again, which I've played before. But, never played uh, it. Gabbler's never played it. So you've just made it through the intro. What are your first impressions? Uh, I tried to get into Witcher because I did buy Witcher 3 or back in the... Well, not that I bought it. It was I think it was coming out, like the third one was coming out and everybody was making a hype about it. So... I remember I had the first and second game. There was that period of time on Steam for like, after Steam had become Steam and was really good at being Steam, there was like three to four years where every day, every time there was a sale and I, I had a job at the time, I would just buy every fucking thing on sale. Like, and it was like, it was crazy. Uh, amongst uh, our little group of friends, Billy and Jihawk and, and all that, uh, they would refer to th me as Don Rich, uh, <laughs> because because I'd always buy shit for them when during the sales. I'd just be getting four packs and shit like that and distributing them out. And uh, <laughs> I got the Witcher games and wanted to try and play them because you know there's a lot of hype around shit. So okay, I'll, I'll try to play these games. I played the first one and I could I just couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't play the second one either. They, the controls were they felt like an indie studio from fucking yeah i'm right Uzbekistan there with you i never i never tried the first one but i played the second one for maybe two hours and it was not a fan yeah it's not that great um and then uh i just couldn't get into it i wasn't into the story uh and i i, I guess part of it was a little bit of bias because i never really liked their attitude on drm like when DRM came about, it was very similar to what loot boxes are now, in my opinion. I, I, that's probably not going to be shared with a lot of people, but whatever. That's just my opinion. I, I believe that there's nothing wrong with DRM. Like, oh, well, it's got to be online. Oh, well, I agree. As long Steam. as it doesn't affect your, your performance. Like, if, if it, it well, takes up too much CPU power and it fucks a, up the game, then no. But if I can't tell it's there, I don't give a fuck. For me, it's a matter of principle. It's not so much the, the the concept of it. Like DRM is a response to shitty fucking people. Like that's the way the world works. There are nice things, and then as soon as they become more popular, the shitty people infect it and fuck it up for everybody else. And DRM was a pretty decent way to handle people that were doing shit like pirating games and shit like that. But they, they tried for years with CD keys. It doesn't work. So they, they've just tried to find, and I like to support things that I enjoy. I don't believe in pirating, uh, game of Thrones, for example, like all these people like I pirate game of Thrones. Like if you like the show, support it. Like that's my personal opinion. I'm not going to say you're a criminal or a villain, but you're kind of a, a little bit of a douchebag if you like something, but then don't support it. If you don't have money because you're a kid or something, sure, whatever. I can understand that. But if you're like 20-something plus and you don't have the money for it, 
I mean, get a job or spend your money on something better. I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I live paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> or less than the and price I, of a cup of coffee a day. You can watch game of Thrones. Just saying it's, it's only for a couple months. Uh, while the show's going, it's not like you have to remain subscribed to it. And I understand that in the beginning, you know, it wasn't super accessible. So I'm not against that either. I mean, whatever. I'm just saying if the, if, if all the things line up and the opportunities there, you know, if you're spending your fucking extra money on some video games instead of watching game of Thrones, then whatever. Yeah. You don't really, you can't be like this fucking holy, you can't be the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I pirate it and I'm proud of it. Like, you got to kind of feel like shit to some degree because you're not supporting something that you like. And that's how those people get money. But whatever, I'm not going to get too much into that. But I never liked that mentality with DRM, just like I don't like it with loot boxes out of principle. Because the problem I had with DRM was while it was a recently acceptable system and a, a reaction to what we were just talking about, because um, it could have been way fucking worse, by the way. Uh, People had no fucking problem with Steam. Nobody was <clears throat> bitching about Steam. Nobody. Classic fucking, classic to this day bullshit where nobody bitches about, bitches at Steam about the same fucking thing. They, they, they hold Valve to no accountability over loot boxes, just like they held them to no accountability over DRM. You had companies like Ubisoft making their launcher and going, yeah, it's always got to be running in the background to play this game, and people going, Hee! and then meanwhile, Steam is the same fucking way. It, it like they didn't put online offline functionality in until a couple years back. Well, I mean, I kind of understand where they're coming from because you know they run CD Projekt Red runs good old games, right? And there's no DRM on any of that, so if you don't want to run it through a launcher, you don't have to. But right, but the that's thing about DRM, to it. <clears throat> yeah. But the thing about DRM is it's not preventing anyone from pirating. It just makes it harder for the first month or two. So if, if DRM was perfect and well, be like, yes, not, this will 100 percent prevent not. pirating, then I mean, I get it. But these guys obviously thought it was a good business decision to be like, look, yeah, we might get it's pirated for the first month, but then we can come out and say, hey, 100%. we don't do DRM. It's not about 100%. That's like the wall, build the wall, and people are like, it's not going to stop 100%. It's not what it's about. It's about making it more difficult for people to de-incentivize as many people as possible from doing it. Well, it's not really, it's not like that. It's it's like someone cracks it, and then it's useless. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it's only good until someone cracks it, which sometimes well, is only two weeks. There are certainly games that you cannot just crack. You have to be online to play them. Uh, most MMOs are a great example. You have to connect to a server to play on it. That's what they were going for. Um, the alternative to DRM, by the way, other than companies just giving up on it, was some kind of monthly fee or some shit like that to get access to some shit. Because who's gonna who's gonna fucking pirate something? <clears throat> Who cares? Well, I mean, it's tough. It could something? it could end up being the same way as World of Warcraft, where you just sub. play on. A private server, which for World of Warcraft, you know, yeah, who but wants to do that? But on something same. like, well, something like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Resident Evil 2 needs to be online, but like if Resident Evil 2 had to be online and you could just play on a private server instead, if you crack the game, then, you know, that well, monthly service not, fee isn't going to really do No, because lot. in World of Warcraft, all of the uh, assets to like enemy spawns and things like that are server side. So all of these guys that re that that did free server access to World of Warcraft, yes, you could play the game, 
but somebody had to go and try and copy all the spawn points and get the spawn timers to the exact. It was a lot of hard, meticulous work on a lot of these uh, private servers. And a lot of them didn't even really follow suit to what was already in front of them with World of Warcraft. They would just make their own shit. Uh, I think that one that got really popular was probably one of the only ones that managed to get a vanilla uh, image in terms of... Because I I dabbled with private server uh, files. Uh, me and uh, G-Hawk would... We would get on a private server to like film machinima and shit. And... You know, they have like these invisible little bunny models that they spawn and you set values to it and that determines what spawns and how it patrols around. So there's a lot. It's not as simple as just downloading it and being able to play World of Warcraft. Um, you know, they would, you'd ha you have to set a ton of shit up. And some things just don't work uh, because they're specifically run on a server side situation. But that's what we could have had if people would have kept if fortunately we didn't have that kind of blowback from the uh from the developer community over that kind of shit where they would just be like let's just put everything server side but if you could imagine a resident evil 2 remake that was where the zombie spawns and shit like that were all server side uh i mean that would just be a negative through and through like that could that that would have sucked if that's the direction we would have went in and th my point to that is you just got to be careful i think we lucked out as a gaming community <clears throat> that game that developers didn't just decide to go super far on it right they didn't decide to just keep going they actually pulled back on it so it's a win for the gaming community but it doesn't always go that way and people need to be a little careful about that. I think one of the ex the reasons why it didn't go that way, though, is because loot boxes. They don't really care about people pirating their games these days because a lot of their revenue comes from loot boxes. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, in a way, loot boxes saved the DRM thing, and now people are bitching about that. And again... Well, what's I, the point? What's this have to do with Witcher 3? <clears throat> well... Uh, my point was that CD Projekt Red, in my opinion, was just virtue signaling to the gaming community over DRM. Of course they didn't need DRM and didn't care about pirating. They, what were they going to lose? It was their first game, really, that was anything big, The Witcher. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, they come out and they're like, oh, no I'm mean, It's one of those things where, like, uh, nowadays... And if you and for people that think that no, that's not virtue signaling, they do the same thing with Marvel movies and shit. You know, when they come out publicly and say it's like Gillette coming out for like, um, dudes, don't be raping women. You know, it, it's like whenever a big company comes out and says some shit like that, but it's like uh, you you can just tell that they're they're just virtue signaling because they they're just saying it for no reason. They don't have to say it. They well, just, I mean, I don't know if it's virtue signaling. I mean, it seems like they have a whole philosophy that they stand by, and you know whether they well, you, you agree with it or not. I'm fine, but it's I'm, I don't have a problem with CD Projekt Red not having DRM on their game. It's just that they came out and threw it out like, by the way, no DRM. Like they did it with Borderlands Three announcement, like uh, no microtransactions. So what? Just just release the game. You don't have to sit here and be like listing off shit that's bad to the gaming community no loot boxes no microtransactions 
By the way, Gabe Newell's going to be hanging out while we make the game. So, yeah, maybe Half-Life 3, right? Like, hello, fellow gamers. It's just fucking obnoxious is all I'm saying. It's just on a principled matter. It's just fucking release your shit. Don't sit here and virtue signal to me. Because that just, to me, that just feels like, hey, I'm trying to get internet points. <laughs> it seems, to, it's like politician type shit. Every time I see something like that, it makes me weary about somebody because it's the type of shit a politician would do. You know, hey, Hillary Clinton, what do you carry around with you all the time uh, on this black podcast? A uh, hot sauce. <laughs> like, okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on, I guess. <laughs> hot sauce <laughs> that's all i had with it but i, I so i kind of had a little bias against witcher but I, witcher 3 is okay it, i maybe i haven't hit a stride in it yet it feels a little bit like dragon age uh the newest one what was it uh inquisition yeah and the thing is is like people always praise bioware for like their stories and characters and shit and i never gave a fuck but I actually really like the stories in the character in Witcher 3. I think it does that better than Bioware. And it's probably one of the not. reasons I was never really like a, a Bioware fanboy. Because yeah. the thing about Witcher 3 is like, there are times later in the game when you get really invested in some of these stories and then you forget that it's a fucking side quest. And you're like, oh, shit. What does this have to do with the main story? Oh, it doesn't really. Uh, the best example, I'm sure you've heard of it, is uh, the Bloody Baron side quest. It's kind of like famous for being like one of the best side quests of all time. And it's actually pretty early in the game. Early being like, you know, 15, 20 hours in maybe. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. I kind of agree. Like um, story is super important to get you involved in a game, especially these types of games. With Dragon Age Inquisition, I never was able to allow myself to get into it. I'm, I liked the first Dragon Age Origins, I think it was called. I, it doesn't I, hold I like up well, that. though. It doesn't hold up well because the combat system is really clunky. But back then, I was interested in the story with like the blight and all this shit. And then as they continued on through the series, it just got less interesting to me. Um, so when it comes to Inquisition, I guess I just don't really care that much about the story. And that's maybe the problem with my investment because it's hard for me to invest unless your gameplay is just amazing. It's really hard for me to invest the amount of hours needed to get that addiction in the game. So for a game like Dragon Age, you know, you got to pull me in to get me into that gameplay loop because a, a game <clears throat> like Dragon Age or Witcher has a lot underneath it. And you got to you got to let me peel some layers before I get stuck in that loop like uh, with mass effect for example and i use this as an example because mass effect to me a great storyline um a little bit of that's biased i played the first mass effect i got it on sale on steam and uh it was you know classically an xbox game and i played it and at the time i was at a period in my life where i wasn't really hanging out with anybody like it, we we would have these lulls with our group of friends where we would all get together and play for months and months and months every fucking certain day out of the week and you know just every day almost be playing games together and then we'd have these periods of like a month or two where we'd just kind of suddenly set like one of us would disappear and then so the other ones would slowly trickle away and not really talk to each other for two two months until something brought us back together or whatever 
and I was during one of those periods, like when I was going through old NES games and SNES games that I had never played and shit like that. And so with Mass Effect, it kind of felt a little retro with the way the game looks and feels. And so I I played through it, and it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh, I could I could tell you guaranteed that if I played that game today for the first time, it'd probably be hard to get through in a similar fashion to Dragon Age Inquisition because it doesn't really tug at you right away. It's really one of those kinds of games where you you play it and finish it because there's nothing else to do at the time. And that kind of attracts you. After you've played through it, then you're like, well, this is this has all been great. It's been a great ride. But investing into it is difficult initially. Well, I and think then- the thing about Witcher 3 is they they don't really explain that that whole beginning area is the training zone and like you have expect like once you get out of that first white orchard area for to get that title card where it's like boom witcher 3 right and you're like oh fuck i've been playing this game for like 12 hours that was the intro yeah. and they don't but the thing is is after that point because i'm sure you noticed you'd level up really fucking slowly like you need like a thousand xp to level and every quest gives you like 50 that all changes after that but so if you can't make it through that first eight to 12 hour intro sequence, yeah, I, that's what turned me away. But, you know, same thing. I was in a situation where there was nothing good to play and mm. I was like, fuck it. I bought it. I'm going to play it. And it, it just it takes probably 12 to 20 hours to really get into that game. And they don't really explain that to you. There's nothing like pulling at you. Even the story, you don't even really mm. get like the main part of the story until you get out of that zone. Because that whole first part of the zone is uh, kill a griffin, and uh, where's Yennefer? Yeah, kill a griffin. Where's Yennefer and kill a griffin? It's kind of mundane and weak. Which I is the same problem with Mass Effect. The first game is kind of... Mun- the, the story is like, oh, there's some shady shit going on, but we don't know the full thing. And the, the ending is pretty good. But then it's not until the second game that the story, the like main arc of the story, really starts to pick up and you get intrigued. And you're like, okay. You know, game starts out with your ship getting blown up and you fucking shepherd falling through the atmosphere and having his body rebuilt and shit. And then the third game is like the is just the third game is like episode three of Game of Thrones, the whole fucking game. It's just fucking this in game battle kind of thing happening. And uh I if if Witcher's anything, if that's I mean, based off what you're saying. I definitely have to give the game more time before I can give a fair response on it. I will say in terms of the way the game plays, it does feel a little better. Yeah, I mean, there are still some things that you have to get used to, like the combat. I guess it's Dark Souls-like, but it's not quite as refined as as Dark Souls. But, uh, I don't know, like, once you get used to it, it it feels... Like, I guess a lot of people who start that game want to just hack and slash it, and that's not what you do so i guess if you're coming from dark souls yeah you kind of get it a little bit more and especially if you're not playing on easy like i play all right so (laughs) full disclosure uh not stream podcast people uh (laughs) i play on easy so the the reason i play on easy is because even on easy it can be pretty fucking difficult at times and also i don't like making potions i don't like making I just don't like going around and researching all the shit but that I have to kill and running around collecting all these plants and making shit and applying it to a sword and then like, 
oh, I applied it too early, it fucking ran out, and I don't have any, like, it's just bullshit. Like, I just wanna, I just wanna use my sword. So I figure playing on easy without making potions is about where it should be on normal when you do make potions, so I don't feel bad about it. Hmm. I've already died a bunch, like yesterday. I, I was on my way to a quest, and I saw this entrance to a mine, and I'm like, oh shit, what's down here? So I go down into this mine, and all of a sudden, there's this boss enemy. It's like a giant spider slug thing. And I do no fucking damage to it at all, and it two-shots me. That's on easy. Well, you know, usually that means there's some kind of spell or something. Like, I, I ran into Well, I, you could look it up in the bestiary, and the bestiary says it's weak to, like, fire and some other things. Even my fire spell did nothing. Which and it didn't even have like a level next to it, so to me that means I'm way under leveled, right? So it's possible. That. And and the thing, even in the uh, in that white orchard area, the first area you're in, like there are enemies that go up to level seven. And on normal, if you're like running around, you stumble across a level yeah, seven enemy. To the white, the whatever it was, it was like a wraith or something like that that I ran into. Yeah, like right away too. It's like as soon as you go out of that main town, it's like ooh, a place of power. And you go and you sit down and a fucking wraith shows up and it's like level seven and beats the shit out of you. Ten feet outside of town. So Yeah, I ran away from it the first time and the second time I came out and kicked its ass. Yeah. And the thing is, is, is I just, I like being able to explore a little bit more. I don't like, because it's very specific as to what level these enemies are. And even on normal, if like they're a little bit higher than you, you'll get your fucking ass kicked. And there's nothing on the map saying like, oh, hey, this is a level eight zone and you're level three. Like, you just have to guess. So it's a lot of like minutia. And if it was a short game, yeah, I could see it being harder. But there is so fucking much in this game. You know, like, I don't really feel like I need to extend it out. You know, like, I'm not trying to rush through the game. But um, when I fight something my level, I don't think it's unreasonable when a dog jumps at me to dodge slash slash it's dead. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the dogs needing to be hit with fire was kind of weird. Uh, I mean, you're a witcher, and these are dogs. dogs. <laughs> Two slashes, I think, should be enough. So, yeah, it's... um, uh, That's the thing about The Witcher 3 that I like, is there's a lot of things I don't really like about it, but you could just ignore it. Like, there's nothing in there. Like, some of the skills that you get especially for like signs and like there's a lot of useless talents and you can just bypass them completely and yeah, it's the no ill effect on the game a little weak when i looked at it because it it really just enhances stuff you already have uh which is whatever there's nothing exciting about that in my opinion i think warcraft does a great i great job with it well that People is your level about People always go on about oh, vanilla is the greatest. I don't know. The talent system kind of sucked. It was just it, the only thing that was great in the old talent system in vanilla was getting new abilities. That's that's what was great. Yeah, well, and that you could customize. But once people found out what like the min max talents were, that kind of went out the window. Right. But the thing about the Witcher is like, I don't have to worry about any of the alchemy talents now because I'm not doing alchemy. You know, so I can put that shit in other places and. Just like any other game, I just look through and the stuff that I use the most is the stuff I get first. Like I do a fast attack with my sword more than anything else. So I'm going to buff that to maximum right off the bat. Just It just kind of makes sense. So I kind of stick with the straightforward type of stuff and some of the more obscure things. I could try that out when I'm like level 30. You know, I don't need to waste points doing that. You know, I don't right. have to 
uh, like, fight the griffin and realize that my potion isn't doing it, I guess I better level up and dump points into alchemy so I can make a better po- like, fuck that. <laughs> I am not into that. So yeah, the, the gameplay, what I was gonna say before I got off on this tangent is that, like, the, the actual combat, it's, uh, I, I guess it's not that in-depth. Like, most of it, you're dodging and rolling and hitting people with your sword. Um, but, like, there are some enemies that use that are weak to magic. So, that's kind of cool. And the magic is really simple. Like, you don't have to really worry about mana. You just have stamina. You can basically use your spells one time, and then you wait, like, five seconds. And your spells aren't anything, like, devastating. It's more utility. So, you know, that kind of adds a little bit to it. Um, and then I kind of like the whole silver sword, steel sword system. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, it makes sense from a story perspective. Things like that I'm cool with. I, I, I don't mind anything like that at all. Like that is, it's not cumbersome. It's just a different direction on the D pad. And I, I think that's kind of cool is like, and it makes a lot of sense too. you know, killing monsters takes silver killing people you don't need silver so you're not going to waste your expensive silver fucking sword yeah and you'll you'll kind of figure out there'll be some times when uh if you have although i think humans should die pretty easily with both but i guess from a gameplay mechanic well they they, do but the thing is is if you start blocking weapons with silver it breaks really fast because the way you're supposed to fight humans is a lot of parrying and blocking and you're supposed to fight monsters by dodging mostly so your silver sword just gets destroyed if you try to block with it, which makes sense. It's silver, you know? Yeah, it's not that tough. I don't know anybody that would make a sword out of... I don't think anybody... No one would. Like, it's like maybe <laughs> for like ceremonial purposes, but silver's really right? soft. Yeah, like you make your f- fucking silverware out of it, like what you what you eat with, maybe. <laughs> I don't even think they make knives out of silver for silverware for like your good china. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't see why you would. I think silverware is just a moniker. I don't think it's actually made out of silver because uh, they would. They used to make it out of silver. Well, silver gets uh, oxidized really quick; like it turns black. Yeah, like, that's I used why they to, don't make it out of that anymore. <laughs> I used to have mods for vaping that incorporated silver, especially in the pins, because there's no resistance to it, so it there's no voltage drop or anything. And you could take silver polish and rub that silver. And see a bunch of black on your on your cloth, and then you could just rub it again, and there's a bunch of black, and rub it again, and there's a bunch of black. So that silver, even though it looks perfect, is constantly oxidizing to the point where if you polish it, it'll never be perfectly clean for more than a second after you after you wipe it down. It's mm. fucking crazy. So you let something that silver sit for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, it's gonna look like shit. Yeah. Well, you gotta get like. These days, you have to get that sh- that silver that's like uh, been treated with whatever steel or some shit. I don't know what the fuck they do. I don't know anything about smithing. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a silversmith. I it's- don't know shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, don't make weapons that uh, you're gonna use in combat out of silver, unless you gotta kill werewolves. Which is, you know, fairly common, I guess, you know. It's a possibility of the future, you know. All you gotta do is cross-beat a dog with a bear. Boom. 
You ever seen a bear? You ever seen those pictures of bears without fur? Yeah, dude. They're fucking terrifying. They look like werewolves. What about the ones walking on their fucking hind legs? Sit the fuck down, bear. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a person. (laughs) Anyway, so we can wrap up The Witcher 3, but I think that if you can... uh, if you could f- find some redeeming qualities in the first 10 to 12 hours, it only gets better from there. And that's only if you're interested in the story. If you're just completely checked out on the story, um, it's going to be kind of rough. But like it I said, like, uh, the, the main story is good. And here's the thing. I'm going to spoil it a little bit for you. At a certain point, you get to play as Siri probably for two or three points. Ah! Or yeah, most times <laughs> in games like that, you're like, fuck, I got to move I away from my main game. Dude, Siri is fucking OP as shit, dude. Like, she has two fucking teleport moves, and you're just zipping all around the battlefield. And when you stop playing as Siri, you miss it. You're like, man, that fucking teleport shit would be great to have throughout the whole game. Mod the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you could. But yeah, she doesn't have magic. She just has a sword and uh, that teleporty shit. And it's like one of those things where, I don't remember what other game used it, but like, you teleport towards an enemy and you end up behind them. So it's like, it takes place of your dodge and your roll. You don't do any of that. You just fucking teleport. The game feels like those old Lord of the Ring games you would get back in the day when you'd rent a game, you know, and like you'd play as Aragorn going around killing a bunch of orcs. Game kind of feels like that in terms of the way it controls. Story-wise, it's like uh, it's like a European version of Elder Scrolls, you know, so it's got some of that cringy, you know. Well, the accents are better. Dude in a bathtub <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Well, like you'll see, it gets it gets kind of. There's a lot of adult themes. There's a lot of fucking. There's a lot of titties. Listen, I'm gonna give it the chance, in exchange for Mass Effect getting given a chance. Okay. Okay. Because Mass Effect's one of those stories that'll tug at you. It get you. Oh, anyway, let me get back to that point. I still haven't made combat. <laughs> A lot of people want to hack and slash. This game feels a lot better when you do everything deliberately. Like you, you wait for the dodge, you hit the attack button once because the attacks are pretty slow, but they're pretty like cinematic looking. Like they look natural because they're slow. Like if you dodge an attack, he always does that jumpy in the air thing. Hmm. So it actually feels pretty good when you do it deliberately, <laughs> much like Dark Souls. Anyway, that's the point I was going to make. If you're, if you're going into it feels like a hack and slash. good on the work. whole. I ain't gonna work. So yeah, Witcher 3. If you're interested in watching that from pretty much the beginning, check us out on Twitch. Bitch. Bitch. I say that because it rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, don't forget to vote for me as new Twitch CEO. Sign a petition. Send an email to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. At Amazon. I'm sure that doesn't happen by popular election. But... What? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Game of Thrones now. Well, hold oh, on. Borderlands. Borderlands Three was announced, and uh, I know you're not a giant fan of Borderlands. I played through the first Borderlands with the original, the OG crew, as I call them, in my own life experience. Uh, to you guys and to uh, Mike here, it's also gonna. It's gonna. They're they're known as some random dudes that you met a couple of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we played through the first game all the way to the end, 
and it was pretty fun. I remember it being really fun. I remember we would, uh, it was really funny to run into like badass skags. It was just like, you'd have these moments where all there's all these skags around and then suddenly a badass skag. Um, the second game came out and we tried to do the same, but we all have lives. So that's hard to do. But always, we spent most of our time just babysitting these Goliath guys that when you pop their helmet off, they get really pissed off and start fighting the enemies. And then you can babysit them and they'll level up as they kill things. And I'll show you this when we do Borderlands 2 soon. And uh, it's actually it's actually quite amusing. Because the higher level they are, the better loot they drop. And then we would spend the rest of the time gambling. <clears throat> Yeah, my problem with Borderlands 2 is for something that's so focused on a shooter, the guns never felt good. It's like, more of a looter than a shooter. The problem with Borderlands is that the guns are supposed to be quirky. So they never right, really that's cared not my problem. about your ability to aim. It's that the guns feel like shooting an arrow. Like, really slow bullet velocity, a yes. lot of drop. They're pretty right. weak. Yeah, I agree. And I granted, and I never played till the end <laughs> game, but I don't see better guns making bullets fly yeah, faster. You have, to, you have to go through Borderlands 1 and 2 knowing that uh, the guns kind of suck. And looking at the guns from a perspective of damage numbers rather than how they feel shooting them. That's why some of the best guns in that game are like rocket bullets. They shoot rockets. And you don't really care how slow it is. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, who cares? It's a rocket. Uh, but and and we'll just try to get through it. But this tr what they showed off, I wasn't impressed with the trailer, but when they did the gameplay reveal, <clears throat> now we're talking. Because one of the biggest things for me is it looks like the gunplay is really good. There's actually a reticle now, like which fits the gun that you're using. Uh, you know, they had several different guns they were using, but all of them really looked like the shooting was good. The bullets were fast. The impacts were happening really, really like immediately. It didn't have, even though it's cell shaded, it didn't have a massive cartoony look to it like it usually does. Uh, so that was cool. But one of the big aspects is, you know, they've added a lot of quality of life improvements that they never had in the previous games, like the ability to sprint. <laughs> <laughs> uh and to crouch slide and you know all this shit um they got some really interesting guns they got a gun that when you secondary fire it has a shield that comes out in front of it they got a gun that when you secondary fire uh it shoots rockets instead of regular bullets they got they got the zx1 in the game okay oh yeah replay yeah they got right, a, a gun <laughs> exactly. They had a gun to where you mark the target with a with a dart, and then every bullet goes to that location. They even mentioned it in the fucking gameplay trailer. They're like, the ZX one <laughs> <laughs> replay. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and I'm just I, I guess Borderlands is when I'm gonna have to fucking download the Epic Launcher. Yeah, it's more. It's also Fuck. more. Uh, <laughs> so what also, happens? What happens uh, when it comes out on Steam then. like a year later? Is it, is, no, I mean, like, is it a? Can you like import your saves? Do you have your friends list from Steam? You get your yeah, fucking Steam achievements. So, like, how does that work? So you stop. They using don't use. Them? I don't think they use Steam. I think they use their own little fucking sign-in thing or something like that. <clears throat> 
What does that mean? Uh, they have their own servers, the 2K servers or something like that. Well, yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, <laughs> if if I if we get it on the Epic launcher, right, and we we make it and we get it to we get to end game, we're having a good time, and then it comes out on Steam. Can you transfer all that shit over to like? I know that you can transfer any game to Steam and open it through Steam, but what if you don't want to use the Epic launcher anymore? What if you want to use your Steam's friend list and get you know your Steam achievements or whatever? I don't know because they've I've never really experienced that with Borderlands specifically. Um, I think they just all your save file data is in your documents or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know if Epic has a, a cloud, but uh, probably I'm pretty not, sure they yeah. don't. <laughs> they guy, don't have anything. Their one programmer hasn't gotten to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's three. That's six months out. He's still working on you know friends list integration, <laughs> shopping carts. You really look back on Valve's career and realize they got the same problem Epic does back then. They only had like two guys working. <laughs> it's Gabe and his sandwich. <laughs> Till he ate it. <laughs> Gabe and his three cheeseburgers. Three cheeseburgers. Check it out, guys. Oh. You got a new pair of oh, pants. Man. I just got cheeseburger pockets. <clears throat> we got one more month till June where we get to see fucking Phil Spencer walk out on stage. Heavily breathing, greasy, <laughs> greasy mouth from fucking eating a giant cheeseburger. Like he ate that cheeseburger from Resident Evil 2 Remake. My God. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be exciting. <clears throat> like All Bill right. Spencer, that's, that's who, who is your favorite character in Resident Evil 2? I did truck driver. The truck driver. <laughs> I really identify <laughs> with the truck driver. He had a great, delicious-looking burger. <gasps> <laughs> Are you okay, Phil? Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be fine. Never better. Never felt better. Give me another cheeseburger. Give me out on the stage here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That, yeah. Borderlands Three is coming. It's probably gonna be when I finally break down, get the epic launcher. There's also Rage Two. What's that? Like two yes. weeks away. That's a couple weeks out. Yeah. Oh man, like it looks really good, but it's I didn't realize it's single player only. There's no co-op. Yeah, and but it, so is Doom. It's gonna be like Doom. Right, but I know it's gonna it uses the same engine <laughs> as Doom, but Doom is just about shooting, whereas Rage seems yeah, like watch more trailers, like a fallout thing. No, if you watch the trailers No, actually Rage is more of a shooter than a fallout thing. It's just the setting is a fallout thing. Uh a post apocalyptic thing. Uh <clears throat> the gameplay is mostly just shooter. I thought it was like an open world kind of thing. It is, but I mean, it's like if Doom was open world. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like after playing Far Cry. Oh, you'll love it. it just, trust me. It just seems like, you know, we should be able to co-op. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, it's weird to me when I see games that aren't co-op. Like you're really missing an opportunity to sell two copies <laughs> is what yeah. you're really doing. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, you know, you get these people that are like, I want single player games. Dude, I like single, single player, player games, games as much as the, the next yeah. guy, but this doesn't seem like it would lose anything by having co-op. I agree. So, I mean, whatever, I guess. I absolutely agree. Really going to cut into our Witcher 3 time. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks from now. <clears throat> so that's all yeah, I, I got for say, gaming, really, unless you got anything. I was going to say we should go back and play 
the first rage, but I, we might not get time. I don't know. Witcher might have to be one of those things we just come back to every now and then. Yeah, well, if rage is what it looks like it's going to be, I'd say that has about a one to two week lifespan before we beat the shit out of it. And I mean, if it's a cross between like Wolfenstein and uh, Far Cry, I mean, we, that's about as much time as we put into those games. So, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be on the terms of like how lo- how much gameplay there is. It's probably going to be similar to Doom. Uh, in terms of how big it is. I don't know, it's open world, so there's probably going to be a lot of side quests. So it might be like the size of Fallout in terms of what there is to do. I, I, well, not really. Uh, maybe half <laughs> the size. Well, the problem with Fallout is that there's, you know, the reason why Fallout has so much shit is because they have, like, the shitty engine that they can just pump shit out on and they don't really care how buggy it is when it comes out. <clears throat> it's expected yeah, at this point. I just think it's weird that Fallout 4 was praised in Fallout 76 as fucking shit on. Like, it, it's the same fucking game. Like, I get it. Like, 76 doesn't have the story or the characters, but, like, who gives a shit? It's the same game, yeah. That's like And actually, they've added max. a lot of cool shit to it since we played. Uh, so it's kind of I mean, better. The problem that I have with 76 is the same problem I had with Fallout 4 is it doesn't feel good. It feels like an old game. It feels like, especially a game, Skyrim can get away with it because it's using magic and swords, but you try to make like a a responsive shooter with that engine, it just doesn't work for me, you know? No, I agree, yeah. It doesn't doesn't make for a great shooter game. So it's hard to kind of get into and be like, yeah, I want to upgrade all my guns. Like, Why? I mean, the thing about Fallout 4 was that it was a lot easier to level up and just be that sneaky character. You know, you find that one silence pistol, and you put silencers on everything, and you just go into sneak mode, level up your stealth, and fucking shoot people in the head and they die. Right. Fallout 76 takes a lot fucking longer to get to that point, and there's a lot of other elements that you need to invest points yeah, into. It's got that uh, multiplayer problem where because there's PvP in the game, there has to be some stupid-ass balance. Uh, I mean, I'd rather it just be Fallout 4 with co-op. I absolutely agree. There should have never been PvP in the game. And hopefully they move even further away from it. I know they like... No, they're moving closer. They made a dedicated PvP mode. Hopefully, I don't know what that means for the PvE. Does that mean that they've removed a lot of the PvP element? I don't know. I think they actually made it so... uh... It's more PvP focused because so many people were bitching about it. Which is a shame. Know. It seemed to me like they were moving away from it, so we'll see. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, if I fuck video games, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. What is happening? I'm still waiting, man. It's like chasing the dragon. Where is that one perfect game that like plays really well and has co-op? And has the longevity that you can dump a bunch of time into. It's like those little pieces. Like I said last time, fucking two out of three. You can have two out of three good elements in every game. Just waiting for that one game that has three out of three. Right. Yeah, so, alright. Let's talk about Game of Thrones. So, Battle of Winterfell. It happened. It did happen. There's going to be spoilers, so if you haven't seen the episode, uh, 
what the fuck are you doing here? Honestly, <laughs> go watch the guy. What goddamn are you doing with your life? You're going to go your whole life without watching one of the best shows of all time. Even if you don't like the show, at least you can say you watch watched it, it anyways. <laughs> I don't know it's how like, you can say that. You have to be, uh, you have to be heartless and we're pretty heartless and we still like game of Thrones. So. <laughs> it's like, it's like looking at a, like somebody goes, Hey, you want to see my tits? Nah. No, not even. Don't even want to see him. Okay. Nah. Oh, that was it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course the answer is yeah. Let's see him. Whatever. Even if you're a girl, you can agree. Yeah, let's see your tits. Whatever. Let's compare That's them. One more. Well, two more things I've seen in life. Yeah, it's like a curiosity thing. Why not? What What are you losing? What do you have to lose? Like she's gonna pull her tits out and suck you into some kind of black abyss. Although that is kind of a metaphor for marriage. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, so, so the, night, the Battle of the Winterfell. The night was definitely dark and full of terrors. Yeah. <laughs> First thing I'll say is all these people complaining that the episode was too dark. Uh, adjust your fucking television. All right, I didn't have a problem. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I did have a problem, but. It wasn't because it was too dark. It was because so many people were watching at the same time that it was pixelated. So poor pieces of shit, man. Wait like, a few minutes and then like, start it late. You know how fucking annoying it is to see a movie or a show and like it's supposed to be nighttime, but you can't fucking tell because the whole fucking scene is so goddamn lit. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'm confused about those kind of things in movies. They'll have like a segment in the movie where everything's dark blue or like a light blue color, like moonlight. And it's like, oh, it's dark. And I'm like, and you see shit on the screen. And then the character that the character also can't see the shit. Like, I can see it. You're telling me you can't see it. It's one of those movie rules. It's like, you ever see those scenes in movies and shows? It happens all the time where they're like, hey, come here. We got to talk in private, right? And it's two out of the three people go and have a, quote, private conversation. And they're just talking really loudly. And the guy behind them can't hear. It's one of those suspending disbelief things where... You just kind of accept that that person in the back can't hear. Same thing with this, like whatever. It's they so don't. They stupid. want you to be able to see, but then you know they don't want the characters much, to be able to see. I prefer this much better. Okay, it was the whole point of the darkness is to make you feel like the characters. You have some. You have some favorite characters on the front lines there. Jamie and Branna and fucking Grey Worm. All these characters that people do enjoy and don't want to see die. You can, if you're not, if you don't consider these people main characters, you don't know what the fuck Game of Thrones is about, okay? It's not John and Daenerys and Arya. That's not what this show is. Yeah, and you had enough main characters die. I know everyone's expecting the Night King to like There's kill no everybody, but the thing characters. is, the thing is, is if you think about it, the Night King hasn't been a part of any of these people's storylines ever. They're just here right. to help John. So to have them die to the Night King would be really not satisfying. Stupid. Really you know, stupid. the only way for them to die and have any kind of impact is to the people we've known for the, throughout the whole series. Right. Which this is, the is next why episodes. The, this is why, if you notice, the the deaths in this episode happen relative to their story arcs. Jorah dies with Danny protecting Danny as her shield. This is why people are like, "How did she not get stabbed by a White Walker or a White when they were climbing on the dragon?" Because the purpose it's of that scene was to Jorah. Get her the purpose of that scene was to get her off the dragon. 
Drogon throws her off so he can go into the air and wiggle all those fuckers off of him. Okay? And then she's down there and she doesn't fight. She needs a knight to protect her. And Jorah, of course, of course Jorah would be there. Of course Jorah would be keeping her eye, keeping his eyes on her the whole fucking time. And the moment he sees that shit happen, would come running to her fucking rescue. Okay? Like, you can't, can't, just imagine what Jorah would have looked like if they cut over to him and spoiled the whole him showing up at the last second. Okay, because first of all, if they would have cut to Jorah watching the drag, watching the whites crawl on top of the dragon when she doesn't notice, you would immediately go, oh, she's going to be fine. Jorah's going to get there. But they don't want that. They want to suspend that for you and to think, oh my God, is Danny going to get it? Is this how she dies? Is right here? Yeah. Oh, she gets stabbed tough. or some shit? <clears throat> so they don't show Jorah, who would have probably been watching the whole time, sees Danny land. I mean, how do you not fucking ne- notice that? He. She just roasted some shit, sees Danny land, and then starts seeing that shit climb on her. Like he's gonna immediately be. It's like ding, 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 ding. it's like out of fucking. It's like out of fucking Monty Python. Ding, 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 ding. He's just fucking. He's on the way immediately. Okay, and gets there just in time, and then sacrifices himself. That's the kind of deaths you're gonna see in shows, episodes like that, where they have nothing. They have to, to be meaningful. The There's fucking three episodes left. Right at this point, these characters. Are going to have meaning. There's not going to be meaningless deaths. Deaths are going to be either to push characters and so like you're going to see deaths of characters coming up that push other characters. The purpose of that death is not for the character that's dying, but for the characters. That's that the exist. purpose that the deaths have always served. I mean, y- you gotta. <laughs> there's a lot of characters at the beginning, and then a that's lot true. of them have to get killed off to push the story of the characters that actually matter. But well, when I mean, you have like, eight seasons of... to go, I mean, these characters, people get attached to them. Like, first season, you get attached to Ned, right? And season three, four, you get attached to the Starks, and a lot of them fucking die. But all their deaths kind of bring the rest of the, the Starks into the spotlight, right? So now you're like, all right, now well, they, their stories they, actually uh, matter. I'm talking about just in, like, pushing. So, like, um, the death of Ned Stark pushes Arya into a certain direction. It doesn't really affect Sansa. Sansa, Sansa's character isn't affected by Ned's death. I mean, obviously she's affected, but it doesn't change who she is until, like, Peter Baelish changes who she is. Like, it's, it's all the things that happen to Sansa, plus Peter Baelish makes Sansa who she is today. Arya sees her father die who was this great man to her that even though she wasn't supposed to because it's not ladylike allowed her to train and pick up a sword because she liked that and did it in secret and that for her just seeing her dad die was enough to make her immediately go I want to kill all these motherfuckers <laughs> I want to I'm going to I want to learn how to kill all of them everything else that happened to her was just a process of her learning how to kill motherfuckers dead ned was it so jorah while jorah's death is an arc for him because that's how he wants to die is protecting her it's also it affects uh daenerys in a way that she's lost someone she cares about and she's lost a dragon now she's lost someone that was there with her from the beginning she lost her husband or, or the father of her child. Yeah, or whatever. She, and it all has to be there because another dragon, you know, so she doesn't really understand the cost that this war is going to take, you know, the toll it's going to take on her. She can't just fucking roll up into Westeros, take over and be like, her Dothraki. Yeah, she's got to lose people and be like, you know, all right, now I, you know, this is what I had to lose to get the throne. Let's you know, fucking people, take it seriously. 
people are talking about her possibly going mad queen. It's very likely impossible. And people are upset already with the idea of like, that just doesn't seem like her. Can't burn them all. If all the dragons are dead. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, the thing is like, I don't like, I don't like her obsession with the throne. Suddenly. I think that's, I think that's a bit of, uh, I think that's a bit of going in the wrong direction with her because it doesn't make a lot of sense with her character. I don't think the I, show is putting as much emphasis look, on that as people are making back, it out to be, though. I, I look, I look beyond that, though. What I, what I do accept, though, is the idea of her going mad. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like, oh, that's not like her. I mean, you, you try uh, being told that you're just going to be sold off by your brother so that he can go sit on the throne. And then you get sold off to a guy that actually cares about you. And then, well, if you're as much as a fucking Dothraki can, I guess. Right. Well, that was the point, right? He was supposed to be like this ruthless guy, but he, it turns out he fucking, he actually cared about her because she was willing to take control. He wanted that. That's what he wanted. He wanted to be cucked. (laughs) Uh, And then watch your brother die because you know, he had just put a fucking knife to your stomach because he doesn't fucking care about you. But this horse lord that you just met and got raped by and have kind of taken control of cares about you more than your brother ever did. Your only living family to all that you imagine. And then you get told that you're the, the heir to the Iron Throne now and you want to get all this shit together. You go through all the shit that Danny went through with acquiring all these people, saving these people, trying to be good you know, at the same time learning because in the books she's a teenager and they're still kind of playing off that in the show, even though she's not a teenager, they make her in the early seasons. Even now she has things she's getting challenged all the time and learning even from Tyrion. And then you go to Westeros and you fall in love with this guy from the North. That's like this really good fucking, an actual good fucking person. And you have your dragons and your army and you can take the fucking iron throne like that. You could just take it right now. But there's this, this battle to the north, you know, and with the dead and you go north and you see it and you lose one of your fucking dragons that you consider your children. And then you lose all the Dothraki that followed you and that you cared about. And you lose the, the guy that was there from the beginning protecting you from your shitty brother. And then you... And then you lose like your interpreter and you lose your fucking your your uh, like like half or more of your fucking unsullied. The people that, you know, you set free and still followed you and you maybe lose another dragon. And how many things do you have to lose before you go? You know, I could have just taken the fucking throne and then we could have went north and dealt with this shit and fuck your stupid castle in the snow. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like how long before that snap just happens where you're just like. If I would have, if I would have listened to your fucking, eh, the dead are coming, they don't tire, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's my crown. That's my city. I could have fought him from there, but you're like, no, we got to go north. Why didn't we just all go south? Why didn't we just evacuate the north? What the fuck? (laughs) Well, they're stubborn bitches, right? They never would have left. Most of them. Then let them die. That's the process. That's the process, man. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't see Danny going mad queen as a negative at all. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, but I, I don't and think that, you know, here's the thing is like, if you actually, if you want this fucking prophecy to come true and you want John to fucking kill Danny and her to be the Nissa Nissa, <laughs> right? You can't kill a character that's beloved, right? You got to fucking 
make people turn against her. No one wants to see her go mad, but once she starts, once she fucking snaps, it'll be like, okay, she needs to die. Once people realize she needs to die, then you can do the fucking John kills Danny. And it makes well, sense. Well, let's, let's look at it this way. One of the big problems with the, I, the theory of John stabbing uh, Daenerys is it's just not in John's character. Right now, it's not. I mean, what could she, she would have to do something heinous and I don't mm -hmm. mean killing citizens. I don't mean killing citizens. Well, you gotta remember John is also going to be influenced by all those people around him. I don't mean killing citizens. I'm, she'd have to do something super heinous, like killing a family member of his or something like that, or, or maybe even <clears throat> threatening his life. I don't know. John's always been the one to kind of do what's necessary. So he may not want to kill her, but. You know, it's got to happen. I don't. Anyway, know. that's that's my prediction. I think John kills Danny in the I, end somehow. I don't know. I, it really fits this weird perspective where what he kills Danny and sits on the throne and says, "I'm Aegon Targaryen." Like that seems that's no, but it makes sense for John because he's always been put into these positions of power that he doesn't want, right? So the he only made, way that that makes sense is if um. John's the kind of guy that'll lock you up and then behead you properly. He's not just going to stab you right there. That's not John. He doesn't just stab people. Even to, like, prevent... Well, you know what order, I mean? He's like, going to kill her. It doesn't necessarily have to be stabbing her. I mean, well, he people... already stabbed her, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a sex I joke. I, I don't follow that at all. I, I don't think it's going to go that route at all. I do think she'll get... out. I think she'll give up the throne for John. I think we're going to end up with a council situation, and I think she'll give up the throne for John. I think that's, I think that's the bittersweet ending: is that John and Danny don't sit on the throne, that they leave it behind completely. They don't even act as leaders because they don't, they just they're done with it. <clears throat> I think that's the bittersweet ending: is that you have these people that you don't really give a fuck about being in power. They're the ones that run Westeros now, and it's like. It's it's not like a big bang ending. It's like a, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a whimper. It's not a sigh of relief. It's not a big bang. It's just a what? That's it? <laughs> that's the ending. Everybody. Well, of course, it's how, after eight seasons, people were gonna want some kind of. They don't know what they want, right? They know the feeling that they want. They want to be like yes, and they're not gonna get that feeling at the end. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I agree. <clears throat> oh shit, sorry. Um, My original theory is already quashed though. Alright, well maybe not. Here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want the Night King to come back in this series at all. I, I, I disagree. I don't, I don't know about the Night King coming back, but I, do, I wouldn't mind seeing like, oh shit, he's, we gotta go north and like destroy some kind of altar or something. I wouldn't. I don't that. think there's enough time for that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I wouldn't mind that if there was another season coming. I agree, especially with the leak. <laughs> I agree. I mean, if this uh the the episode 4 is already leaked, so we know that it's not happening. So they're not going to just do that. I mean, unless Brand comes out in episode well, 5 I mean, like I, I what I'm away. saying is I don't want episode 6 to happen and then like the last scene of the show is like a fucking blue hand coming out of the ice, right? Like, oh no. I don't, yeah, I, I, that's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope this you're is, right. This is supposed to be, this was supposed to be the final one. But, okay, so, you know, you could be on to something, though, because the prophecy of Azura High says that this is a cyclical thing. This happens all the time. 
Well, it never specifically says anything about the Night King, right? Like, it could be that Azurahai well, saves the land from no. fucking tyranny or something, right? Or am well, I wrong about that? What it, well, so Rolor and the Great Other are the two conflicting powers. These are gods, basically, or whatever Westeros considers as gods. Um, Rolor is the god of fire and, and light. And the great other is the god of darkness and cold. And so basically death and everything like that is his domain. So the god of death, which, you know, Cyril Pharrell famously says, what do we say to the god of death? That's the great other. Go fuck yourself. But at the same time, the great other is also who the faceless men of Bravo serve. You know, they're, they're, they're giving death to death, right? Like death, that, that was a big theme. Like, uh, whenever death has promised something, it must be given or something like that. Name a name and they die, whatever, all that shit. <clears throat> so there's really interesting parallels there. Um, because we assume that the trees are the, 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 the face, the trees with faces on them, the weirwoods are gods of the, the children. Um, whereas Essos is where Rolor comes from in terms of nobody in Westeros talks of Rolor. And it's not the weirwood trees because the magic that the children use to create the Night King is done at a weirwood tree, and it is it is magic of the children. I guess they grow, they throw fireballs. They don't really throw fireballs. It's like little grenades or whatever that they throw. So I mean, I I don't. Maybe they use both. Maybe they dabble in both. But they were definitely using dark magics of some sort when they created. Uh, the Night King. So m maybe the weirwood trees are, you know, some different set of uh, some different god. I know it's supposed to be the the old gods, and they're multiple. But I mean, whatever. Those are just personifications of likely uh, navigational star charts and shit like that. But we don't know that kind of information. That's what hopefully these spinoffs get into. Cause I love that kind of shit. You know, when when I watch that's always my problem with a lot of fantasy shit. It's too much focus on like the people and the dude with a sword like get into the fucking lore of the magic and shit like that shit's interesting yeah. to me and like they just never really do it in yeah, any lord of the rings and the hobbit you really just follow some characters it'd be really cool to have some some lord of the rings type movies that really cover you know melkor and and all these different concepts like who what is Gandalf? like most people that watch lord of the rings don't realize gandalf is a demigod that is sent from a different realm yeah, yeah, they never know, talk about that shit. They never really talk about it. You got to read into it, and it's really interesting shit. You know the the you the way they make it out in the show is that you know the the Undying Lands is just a place you sail to, and it's an island, and you live on it. It's like a completely different realm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so that kind of shit is cool to me. Uh, similar to World of Warcraft, like if you don't. Like I've been following World of Warcraft lore for a long time, and in Legion, we just started to get into some of the thicker, darker aspects of it, like the cosmos, you know. And that's that's cool shit because you start with this fantasy thing that's happening on this planet, and then you can go beyond that, like other planets and things like that. And I know that's technically sci-fi, but in my opinion, it's still fantasy, just because it's happening on a different planet. Is like <clears throat> sci-fi is more technology and space flight and things like that, where <clears throat> Fantasy is more magical and, and whimsical and mystic than, than that. Uh, so, you know, when, when in World of Warcraft, they get in a, 
they climb into a crystal chip and and use the the light magic of actual holy light magic to travel the speed of light that's not really sci-fi in my opinion that's that's straight fantasy you know they're not using a warp drive or something like that to hit that they're they're just using light magic to turn themselves into a ball of light and travel the speed of light uh <clears throat> you know so whatever but uh we don't have anything like that for game of thrones uh we're at that stage where everything is it's like when tolkien wrote lord of the rings and the hobbit that's the stage we're at we we haven't had the silmarillion or anything like that yet and, and he started to work on some of that george actually recently released a book believe it or not it's not wins a winner unfortunately which tells you why wins a winner hasn't come out yet <laughs> He released a book called Fire and Blood, which covers the Targaryen history. Now, that's not a ton of lore, but it does kind of go back to some of the, you know, Targaryen bloodline and speak to that a little bit. Um, hopefully, we get more things like that, though. And I love the idea of these spinoffs maybe going... I, we, we have confirmed that one of the spinoffs, at least the first one we're going to get, has to do with the previous Long Night. There's, according to Game of Thrones... There's been two long nights. There's the one we just went through, episode three. And then there was the legitimate long night 8,000 years ago where it lasted for a long time because nobody was there to contest it. Nobody saw it coming, happened, and people just survived in an apocalyptic zombie-type living arrangement for a long time until a hero rose out of nowhere, a champion of Rolor, and... uh, forged a sword called Lightbringer and brought justice to the land. And, you know, he was known by different names and different areas. And maybe Essos had undead in it. See, that's the crazy thing, right? Because this theory, the, the concept of Azura High <clears throat> is, is a Essos concept. It is, it is a story told in Essos. In Westeros, it's told... That's probably when no one gives a shit because most of the show takes place in Westeros. Well, in Westeros, he had a different name. That's assumed, though. It's assumed that he had a different name. There's like five different names for this guy, supposedly. But that could be assumed. It could have been five different guys. Or it could have been... Was it the same as the, uh, the stallion who mounts the world? Right. It could have been that... a different guy. <clears throat> well, I mean, because uh, I just got done with the first book. And like when Danny hires that blood witch or whatever to uh, save Drogo, she has that vision of... Like that really big dude with a blonde ponytail going up in flames. And that's her baby dying, right? Like that's what he would have grown up to be. It's like some kind of crazy superhuman that's part Dothraki and part Targaryen. Or it's her and John's baby. I mean, whatever. Well, it, it went up in flames as, you know, her, her she was miscarrying. So it, like it makes sense, right? That like that was, I don't know. It was kind of like this weird thing that you have to read into where like, she fucked with fate because of magic. Like you can't fuck with fate just by doing earthly things, but magic can actually fuck that shit up. So maybe that blood magic actually fucked up the prophecy or something, you know? So <clears throat> Azra high was original, was known by many names, the warrior of light, son of fire, warrior of fire. But in Westeros, he was known as uh Hrakun, the hero, but it could be a completely different guy that he was also known as Nefarian and Eldrick shadow chaser. Those could just be different guys from different long nights or it could be that Azra High was an Essos person and at the same time in Westeros there was the High Krikun guy because 
his story sounds slightly different. You know, Azra High pulled out this blade from his Nisa Nisa and then struck down the army of the dead easily. Whereas this Haikun guy, according to Westeros uh, mythology, you know, went north beyond the wall with his companions and his dog and all his companions and his dog died, but they don't really say what happened to him. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things there. Some people Maybe say they that, just don't say a whole lot about it because it doesn't really matter in the show. Well, some people are saying that it's a retcon of George Martin. Those people are fucking stupid because George Martin's only mentioned the White Walkers and the and the others a few times in the book. You know, Winds of Winter are supposed to be the is supposed to be the book that really covers the others. So people going on about ah, the Night King is a creation of Dan and Dave. You don't fucking know. You don't know because it's talked about in the lore of both the book and the show that this is an eternal conflict between two gods, Rolor and the great other, and they choose champions. They have champions that battle each other in this never ending cycle. So we've heard about the long night 8,000 years ago, but there could be one thousands and thousands of years ago that's been completely forgotten about and, and so on and so forth as this kind of cleansing of the world and then a taking it back kind of process. And this could be the first time that it's happened so quickly, that it's been, you know, dealt with so early because it was actually there was somebody to warn them about. Like that's that's what John is. John is Rolor's chosen in that not that he was going to duel the Night King and defeat him, but that he was able to warn people. He was in a position where he could warn people and get people together to stop it early. This is like this is like one of the rounds where Rolor wins really early on in the first couple rounds, you know. It's it's not it's not this doesn't go to round 12 before Rolor gets his hero to come up. This is round 1 knockout from shit like that. Those those have to happen. If you look at a at a grand stage, if you were to write yourself a grand stage of an eternal conflict, you can't just have them all in the same way. Oh, the Night King comes through and and all this shit gets stomped over and then suddenly and then eventually some shit comes back. Sometimes you got to have those ones that just poof, they go quick because he didn't expect the girl with the dragon glass dagger. Like that's the Valyrian steel dragon. That's just a thing that you have to put into perspective. Uh, and it could be that this was not the one because the prophecy says that there will come one where it is the last one, where Rolor will finally permanently defeat the great other well the night king is not the great other uh because that would have been the great other's champion right that's it's more like he's a champion because he doesn't have a godly power like yeah he can raise the dead but so can white walkers i mean it's not just the knight the king that can do that uh white walkers can do the same we know that because if you kill a white walker, all the whites that they command die. Uh, so it's kind of this interesting thing where this could maybe Azur High isn't in this one. Maybe Melisandre was wrong. You know, maybe she's one of those times been where wrong before. she's expecting this to be the last one, but it's not. And who cares if she walks off and kills herself afterwards? That means nothing. That's a she's been wrong before, and that's a, that could be a flaw in her character. Uh, where she just thinks that that was the last one. Uh, I'm done. But little known to her, because she doesn't know enough about it. I mean, this is the same woman 
that saw a vision of Bran and the three-eyed raven in the tree and assumed that was the great other's champion. She assumed that. But she was so far from the truth. When, when in fact, Bran is the complete opposite to the Night King. And, that, and, and as someone the Night King wants to destroy, therefore the great other is against them. So it's, you know, it's one of those kind of things. Maybe the night has nothing to do with the undead. Maybe that's just assumed. Maybe the undead are just kind of a byproduct of it. Uh, I, we don't know. We don't know the, the logistics on that because none of that has <clears throat> been put forward yet. There's yeah, well, no I mean, lore for that. They just said that you it's going to be a really long winter. You don't really need a, you know, an undead army for winter. Right. Just saying. Now, the final book in the series is called A Dream of Spring. That doesn't mean, hey, spring's here. It's a dream of spring. It's the idea that spring will come eventually. Winter is not over. This, people think that winter is coming means that, oh, the Night King's dead, so the, the snow's going to go away. Absolutely not. There have been sets, there have been uh, pictures leaked from way early in development of the show for season eight where we can see snow on the ground in front of King's Landing. The snow is not going to stop. It's still winter. <laughs> yeah. It, it may have nothing <clears throat> to do with the undead. The undead, again, could just be a byproduct of this shit. Now, it may be the case that, you know, the night is not as dark. That may be a process of, like, the Night King creating that blizzard or whatever uh, and blotting out the, the moonlight or, or all that. But I think that was a, by the way, I think that was a great uh, cinematic choice. I liked that it was really dark because it made me feel like the characters that I cared about uh, in that I didn't know what the fuck was there. Who fucking know what was like, there? But the point is, it wasn't too dark. I'm, I'm telling you, no, if you, it wasn't too dark. if your fucking <laughs> television is calibrated correctly, there are things you're supposed to see and things you're not. When the Dothraki you're riding out to meet the undead, you're not supposed to see what they're riding out to. Okay. Right. Not supposed exactly. to see that. Not supposed to, yeah, that's right. You, you're only supposed to catch a glimpse of a giant and realize it's a giant because if you don't realize it's a giant, they even have the character look up so that you know, yeah. oh, it's a giant. But supposed to be let's, smart. Let's hold on. Let's go back and talk about the Battle of Winterfell before we do more future stuff because we never talked about that on the podcast. So I liked the episode. Uh, even if there are things that don't make sense, just from like a... Uh, I mean, I've never been so clammy and nervous sitting there watching a TV show ever. It was actually really good. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. That, like, when the Dothraki ran out there, like, I knew they were dead. But I didn't think it would just be, like, ten seconds and then their lights oh, yeah, go out. And that whole thing no of idea. their lights going out as they die, that was pretty good. Now, what I expected to happen... Good was they run out there and there's like that 10 second beat of nothing. And then they all run back undead. I thought that would have been really <laughs> pretty fucking interesting. Right? Like, Oh well, yeah. We just immediately raise them. Cause why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, but that's not yeah. what happened. Instead. We actually got a something better. We got like, yeah. <laughs> so what we got was a literal wave of undead. Like you expect like a clash, like you've seen in battle scenes before, but I mean, just imagine like a wave of water, like a fucking tidal wave. Yeah, because the they're unsolid. undead. They don't care about running over each other and shit. So, you know, when you see a wave, you're seeing like one, you're seeing some of them crawl over the other ones, and some of them are just being trampled on the fucking ground. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they got so many of them, and they're they're expendable. They're the definition of expendable, right? Like they can't really die, not to each other. Right. 
And I would say that that is the only part that I would be upset about is the idea that all these characters like Jamie and shit like that are standing on the front lines and somehow they survive all of that shit. Yeah. That, that was would, like one of the parts that like, I know it's supposed to be confusing as to like where people are and stuff, but you see, it I mean, feels like they get stabbed a whole lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's the thing that bothered me. Like, I don't mind that they lived. I just, they shouldn't have shown them being overrun by undead several times and walk away without a scratch. Like if you want to have them walk away without a scratch, they have to be shown holding them off effectively. Not like Brienne with like fucking five undead on her going, ah, yeah, doing, right? doing that fucking yell she does where she sounds like she needs help. There you fucking yell she does all the time. Like, put them in the back line. They're the heroes. It doesn't make any sense that you'd have them on the front line. Yeah, they're great fighters, but they're not fodder. You put your fodder in the front. Yeah, like looking at you, Dothraki. Oh my god, all the fucking leftists are coming out going, you're killing off all the brown characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking soft piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> that episode was really structured nicely, though. I, I mean, despite that, that was my only real complaint. I don't care that John didn't seemingly get to do much. I mean, that guy. He's did done a enough. Lot. He didn't he did need a, to be the. Like, you, you're talking about a Mary Sue. You really want this guy to, like, do everything for everyone? Like, hey, I warned y'all. Hey, I came up right. with this fucking plan to go show Cersei the, the undead. Exactly. I got everyone together. I united everyone. I made the plan. Here we are. Now I have to fucking kill everybody, too. What the fuck are you good for? Yeah, I think the problem is people are starting to approach this show as a fantasy show now and not what it really is. It, the whole point of Game of Thrones and why it's so good is because George writes this sh this book series as realistic as possible. And Dan and Dave have kept up with that pretty decently, if you ask me. Uh, it's not realistic for Ned Stark to be saved by Robin Hood by having an arrow shot and killing the executioner at the last second. And then like five guys come rushing in and somehow overpower the entire captain's uh, king's guard and all that shit. And they escape. <laughs> That's, that's bullshit that we've had forever. That's Disney bullshit we've had for a long time. Uh, what's realistic is Ned Stark gets his fucking head cut off and nothing happens. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And little shit Joffrey doesn't die for three goddamn seasons. That's, that's what's realistic. And he doesn't die to like Arya or Sansa or Jon or Rob. He dies to some old lady you barely even fucking knew. Okay? I mean, yeah, it makes people who watch the show experience death as people in real life would experience death like sudden in real life yeah like it's like oh my husband you know kissed me on the forehead and went out to to get groceries and never came back like hey you didn't get fucking closure like it's sad it's supposed to be sad it's supposed yeah. to make you feel something not just like oh fuck well, welcome to real life yeah <laughs> okay it's not always somebody laying on a bed with cancer and you sit there and watch the thing start slowing down beep beep i love you i love you too <clears throat> <laughs> like it's not if you get that realize how lucky you are you know yeah it's like jorah in danny's arms he tried to say something but he didn't he couldn't because he died before he got the chance to yeah you know in disney it'd be like i a love fucking 10 you. minute monologue and she'd go i love you ever too. since when we first met die. <laughs> <laughs> right uh 
I mean, you want really realistic, it, it would have been Jorah trying to say something and going, Pit! and fucking spitting blood all over Danny. Yeah. And they're going, oh, God! And then he shits his pants and dies. Shits his and pants she's, and And she's like, oh, God, what does that smell? Jorah? Jorah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was gross. And then, and then another white comes over and stabs her in the back of the yeah. neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what would have been realistic. As most realistic as possible. So they're giving you a little bit, but you're going to tell me you want the guy who discovered the white wall, the whites, you know, the first guy that started talking about it and warning people about it, who happened to be raised by Ned fucking Stark, who happened to have the only living wolf still that's in anybody's possession, who happens to uh, also uh, become the 90, 998th Lord Commander just out of, on a whim because Samuel Tarley put his name on a list who happened to go north of the wall to avenge uh, the, night, the, the Night's Watch, with a, which was pretty much considered by everyone to be uh, just death because he barely had enough men to do it. Goes to Craster's Keep, successfully does that. Also, by the way, uh, totally has how many run-ins with the Night King and the Undead Army and survives it? Hard home. Uh, episode three that just went on and let's not forget uh the classic uh which one was it the, the fucking uh god what was the third one he like uh oh fuck me i'm blanking on it right now it's gonna feel stupid <laughs> there's a third time that he runs into the fucking white walker oh with the dragons when the dragon comes right when the dragons come to save him when danny comes to save him with the dragons, yeah he survives that too he's by himself he falls in the, in the water, in the ice, and do, 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 here comes Uncle Benjamin out of nowhere to yeah, save Okay, and also, Mary by the way, Sue side John note, Snow. you fall into the ice in real life, you don't live. You go into shock immediately. Your muscles and, stop working. Yeah, what happens is you hit the water and your body goes, <laughs> Well, even so, I've said this before. I don't know on the podcast, but you want to see drown immediately. You want to see how hard it is. Go and like just make a little ice bucket, right? Take a bowl, put some ice in it, put some cold water in it, let it sit for a few minutes, and hold your hand in there as long as you can. Just one hand, right? When you can't take it anymore, take both of your hands out and open and close your fists as fast as you can, and see what happens to the cold one. You could barely move it. Here's another fun. Imagine experiment. your whole fucking body like that. You would not be here's able to pull yourself out fun. of an icy lake. Another fun experiment is to do that, but dunk your head in it and see how hard it is to not breathe in. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> just, for, I'm serious. Just for like when I would get bad migraines, I would fill my sink up with cold water during the winter, and the water would be really cold. It wouldn't be ice, super ice cold, but it'd be pretty cold. And I would sit, I, I'd slowly put my head in the water because it's fucking cold and it would, it's difficult not to breathe in because your body is reacting to that. Yeah, so, so anyway. So you have all these situations. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep going. Jon Snow, who also <laughs> happens to be a Targaryen, <laughs> like, a, you know, big fucking... Out of nowhere, wow, that's crazy, man. He's a Targaryen, too. Oh man, and and he's gonna kill the Night King, and he can learn to dra- ride a dragon in five minutes just because of his Targaryen blood. Like, come on, man, at some point, you have to be able to sit back and go, Yeah, if he would have killed the Night King, that might have been too much. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. might have been too much. <clears throat> Listen, 
I don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Jon Snow's a Mary Sue, even though by all accounts he could be considered that. If you really want to start talking about who's the most Mary Sue-like character on the fucking show, Danny or Jon, it's way more Jon. Jon's been in way more situations where he, the Battle of the Bastards, he doesn't get touched by a single fucking arrow that's being lobbed into the whole fucking army. Not a single horse clobbers into him. Not a single nick. He doesn't even get touched. He almost he gets drowned in dead bodies and survives and that too. Yeah, he just <laughs> climbs up out of it. I mean, come on, man. This guy has fought. Some deus ex machina from the Knights of the Vale, right? right. This guy has Forward. survived some of the most ridiculous <laughs> shit. And the only reason why I'm okay with him surviving it is because I say the same thing to the people I watch the show with. This guy is protected by Rolor. Okay, he's protected by this god. This god is real. The god. Oh yeah, they've the established that it's not just mythology. Right, they've established that many times with the magic and shit like that. And and it would be like in real life if you go to the pope and say, "Hey, I don't believe God is real. Prove it to me." And he's like, "Yeah, look it in the fire." And you just get this vision, and there's no other way to fucking describe. It. Or he like touches his scepter and just it starts glowing and shit. Right, You're like okay. That's pretty strong evidence for something going on here. It's pretty strong, but there could there is magic in this world, so I might not believe you. And then you watch some guy run through a fucking battle who's the chosen one <laughs> and yeah. not get touched. Okay, I kind of believe you're Jesus. <laughs> All right. You see that shit? Yeah, I saw that shit. I didn't get touched. Yeah, you're Jesus. <laughs> but they also, and just as from a writing perspective, you know, like the writers have said that that whole battle of the bastards, they wanted to show how lucky you have to be to survive a battle like that, no matter how good you are. Like it's, there's so much going on and there's so much random and that's yeah, why they show it. It's like probably. that whole first part is one continuous shot of John, like narrowly missing arrows that night true. coming at him uh, on a horse and someone intercepting him before it gets to John who didn't yeah, even see a it lot coming. Of, a lot of that's true. I do think some of that's cover for the idea that he is protected by the God. Cause they didn't want to get to that yet. Also, this guy was resurrected from the dead. Literally died and came back to life. Only character that's done that that has any real value to him. I mean, you could say Barrick. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, but you think that's going to happen to Danny if Danny dies? You think they're going to bring her back to life? No. Well, here's what I'm curious about. Um, I always said that John can't die until he serves his purpose. Do you think that purpose is served now? Do you think his purpose was to unite everyone against the Night King? Or do you think I he's do. got something more going on? I do think that was his purpose, but I also think that, see, I think Danny fits the prince that was promised more. Unless, unless dragons get woken from stone <laughs> by <laughs> Jon Snow, I think Danny fits the prince that was promised a whole lot more than he does. So it's more likely that he dies than she does. But I don't think either of them are going to die. I think they're going to, I think the bittersweet ending is that they do live. And that they live in a way that's not super impressive. Well, I've heard some, I don't know if it's reliable. I'm not going to talk about it now. We'll talk about it at the end. But there's a leak or someone talking about a leak that may contradict that. But that's that's for later. That's for later. <sighs> so, yeah, for the battle, I mean, I, I was really happy with it. I got no problems with Arya killing <laughs> the Night King. Arya's right. been a badass since the beginning. I've always she's liked way, her character. She's way more trained than he is. Yeah. Did you see that uh that meme on on Free Folk where uh <laughs> they edited uh Arya fighting the undead to have that fucking lightsaber? <laughs> yes. Oh man, that was great. That yeah. was pretty cool. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are, you know, disappointed. I don't know. I think they're more disappointed that um, the Night King died in one episode after all this buildup, which there wasn't a whole lot of buildup, just saying, um, and that it was Arya that did it. But, I mean, like, what other <laughs> options are there? Bran? Jon Snow? Like, eh. Yes, Theon? it was really interesting. Can you imagine have... fucking Theon, like, does some kind of little juke move at the end and fucking kills the Night King? Like, come on. Like, like he's fucking Achilles from and then Everyone dies, he just, like, slowly turns around, looks at Bran, and shrugs his shoulders, like, yeah, all right. We did it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> we did it, fam. Arya walks up, like, what happened? <laughs> what you, what'd you no, do? Arya made the most sense, and I, people say she's a Mary Sue. It's just not true, man. No, she's not. She's she's struggled and learned more than anybody on the show. Like, what the fuck are these people talking about? It's the same people that talk about how dark the episode is. They're fucking retarded. That's the the end of that discussion. They're fucking retarded. The end. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're the people who are on their TV menu going like dynamic contrast all the way up, motion motion blur reduction all the way up, contrast and brightness all the way up. Motion blur reduction. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Auto motion plus all the way up. Sharpness all the way up. Sharpness. No wonder you can't I fucking see I want it see to anything. be crisp. <laughs> it's so dumb. Here, here's a PSA for all you people out there. Um, every TV, except for, I think, Sony TVs, you want to turn the sharpness down to zero. What sharpness does is it puts a little white line around everything. It gives the appearance of sharpness, but once you get used to not having it, you see way more detail. Sony TVs, it's sometimes it's zero, sometimes it's like 50. You got to look it up and see, uh, like what, what equals no sharpness. You don't want it. It's not taking, it's not making things sharper. It's making things more convoluted to see it's adding a bunch of white why do you want that turn white it down. washing fucking it racist is. it's racist <laughs> are you a racist no turn your fucking sharpness down good american <laughs> like, look i'm I, i'm a video file a little bit of an audio file but like i gotta have good video quality i'm sorry it's just i like good graphics I, I like having, you know, a fucking big ass TV. I'm dying to get a 4K TV, but I, I don't have the money. Don't you mean giraffic interchange yeah. format? <laughs> <laughs> giraffic Park? Yeah, that's me. Giraffic. GIF. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, I mean, I don't, I, I, I've always liked Arya. I've always liked her storyline, and I'm glad she's the one who got to do it. I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't like it the end for her. Sense. I'm hoping that's not like, no, she's done enough. Now I'm she's going to take a backseat. This girl is more skilled than John is. Okay. He would kill John in a fight. Yeah, she went toe to toe with Brienne. Yeah. And Brienne could take John. Okay. Think of it Absolutely. this way. <laughs> Brienne could take the hound. The hound could take the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe <laughs> ipso facto, Arya is going to kill the mountain. <laughs> I think Arya might get one more death under her belt, but I don't think it's going to be anything super major. Hey, dude, I know you disagree. I think she's going to be the one to kill Cersei. I don't think so. I mean, I, I know that that whole brown eyes, her. green eyes, blue eyes thing doesn't. Re I don't really put stock in that as to the reason why she kills Cersei, but I think she's going to kill Cersei. I disagree. <clears throat> 
That's fine. Time will tell. If anybody was going to kill Daenerys, it would be Arya. I don't think so. I think it could be, uh, I think it could be Tyrion. I think it could be Sansa. Who kills Daenerys? Yeah. That's your, you're talking no, about no, that's people. not my prediction. I'm just saying, I think those people, if, <clears throat> if they did write it that way, I, it wouldn't be too out there. I don't think. I think John. Uh, could I think Arya's it. got a lot of her killing done already. Uh, she might kill some key, like she might still be in a fight. I don't think she's going to kill Cersei. I don't, I don't even need to see her kill. I just want to see her in more scenes I and I want to see her do her, I her agree. fucking I think, face swap I think, stuff. Uh, yeah, I think more faceless stuff, but uh, you know, you were talking about, you don't want to see the show end with the Night King hand coming up. I wouldn't be too against that because I, again, I do like the idea that maybe this wasn't the final one. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. And I, I like if they did a spinoff where that's the case, where like Arya is a fucking assassin just doing work. Well, look, if they made a spinoff of like the new Night King, what happens after Game of Thrones, I'd be happy. I just don't want them to set it up as the ending for this show. I don't want to be like, oh shit, and then they're like, and the spinoff's coming in 2027. Like, fuck, <laughs> man. Yeah, I honestly, don't know how what I what I what I actually hope is that at the end they do over. after the series ends, right? They do the little inside the episode thing, and then they're like, "And now we'll look at the next series," and they show the trailer for the spinoff, and it's coming next year. That's what I fucking want. I think it's likely to be similar to that. Uh, I don't know who they're gonna have like heading it, but I think it is gonna be something like that where it's a year or two out because HBO wants to, that's why they have five in the making. They want to make money, right? Like, yeah, they're going to milk this fucking cow <laughs> as soon as they can. And I think the first couple spinoffs they make will probably be good. And then it'll start to get kind of lame after that. But, uh, it depends. It depends where they decide to go. I, if they decide to go more of the same, mostly focused on the politics and stuff, they could get yeah. away with maybe one show doing that. If the characters are strong, but if they decide to go like back in time, well, here's the Azura High story, and you know, yeah, here's, they're doing that. here's they're the history the, of like the, the long first, night. And the first one's going to be the the history of the long night and Azura High, so it's going to be way more combatty. I mean, there that's obviously them capitalizing on the idea of putting in millions in another show because yeah. <clears throat> that's what you. But it's going to be more like Walking Dead, in my opinion, which I'm all for. We need a better zombie show on TV. Uh, and it's not really a zombie, obviously it's undead, but that's what it's going to be like. Because when they described the the previous long night, it was more like a fucking zombie apocalypse where there's fucking skeletons everywhere. Hey, imagine, if you will, like all these fantasy uh, games that we play and shit like that. They always have like, uh, you know, they'll always have things like skeletons and skeleton armies and shit like that around. But they're usually like pushovers for the hero character. But imagine yeah. if you're just a regular fucking person living in that world. Guess I'll get up this morning and, oh my God, there's a skeleton in my backyard. <laughs> and it's hive-minded oh with God. some fucking Night King character. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty horrifying. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, I lost it. <laughs> the, next show, the next show <laughs> yeah so i oh yeah so i hope it doesn't end that way i just want 
I just want closure for this one fucking story. I want more shit. I just don't want them to set it up here. I don't yeah, want to have to wait. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be set up here, I don't think. I think they're going to close everything, but I don't think they're going to close every single thing. Uh, and they've said that. They, they've said that it, we're not going to wrap up every single thing. And what I think they mean by that is the Night King stuff and the Army of the not. Dead. I think that I think that, that wrap-up is going to come with Azura High and the, the history of the previous Long Night because I think that will give you a lot of insight into... Uh, what's going on. And I think by watching that show, you'll go, oh, that means that this is happening after Game of Thrones. You know, it'll give you an idea of what happened. Because if they come out and they're like, hey, we beat back we beat back the Long Night, but then they're like, yeah, but you know, if you don't kill the Night King's throne or some shit, he doesn't die, just as an example. Uh, then you'll start to go, uh-oh, that means John and them didn't finish it. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, it would make sense if Azura High is uh, John and Danny's kid. Right? That would mean that Johnny or uh, Danny lives. What if, here's an idea, what if John and Danny's kid, I don't think we'll see this in Game of Thrones, but John and Danny has a kid, and that's the prince that was promised, and he's... And the last see, like the last episode is her giving birth, like it jumps through time, is her giving birth and up and like, you know, there's it's bloody and stuff like that. Maybe she's not dying or anything, but like there's salt and smoke and shit like that. And then it pans up to the sky and there's a red star, <laughs> like <laughs> streaking through the sky. <laughs> and then like the idea is he awakens the old dragons or some shit underneath the red keep eventually, like brings fucking Balerion the Black Dread back to life. I don't know. Uh there is some case for John being the prince that was promised with the with the red star in that the red star is the symbol of Dorn. I don't think a lot of people pick up on this for some reason. Everybody goes like, "Oh, but the the sword that Ned picks up off of uh that guy's corpse and then takes upstairs, he puts it against the bed. It's got a red star on it." Yeah, it does. But yeah, well, the dagger that Arya uses has tower, a red ruby. But the tower is in Dorne, and the symbol of Dorne is a red star with a spear through it. So, born under a bleeding star. Uh, eh. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very cryptic way to say born in Dorne. Born in Dorne. <clears throat> uh, Again, amidst salt and smoke, which, you know, I whatever you want to say there. I mean, that's whatever. Um, that could be the rebirth. You know, maybe you have to be killed and then rebirth in salt and smoke. Or maybe you know, it's just like George Martin said: prophecies are unreliable, right? Like it's really, it's nothing. There's nothing there. That's true. Or you know, shit changes. Well, it could be like there is magic in the world and this Rolor is real, but maybe there isn't a prophetic return of somebody. You know, it's kind of like the Jesus thing. People say, oh, Jesus existed and maybe he did, but who says he's going to come back? People, people say that, right? It's not some writings of a God or some shit like that. So if you have Rolor that does exist <clears throat> and this is a real situation, you could absolutely have a thing to where like he's not sending champions or something. 
Maybe Azrahai was just a dude that took up a sword and like Barak, it was magical and he could set it on fire with some of that magic he used. And then people just took that and went, oh, he's going to return one day to save us again if we ever need it. And so you get these red priests going around like Melisandre just basically spreading fake news. You know, she's like CNN walking all over the place, but she's got magic. And so what that really does is just kind of push her to do those things and push the people to do things. So in that way, the prophecy helps guide people, but there's no actual person coming back. You know, it's not actual shit like that. Yeah. Absolutely. But the prophecy has mostly to do with the books, right? So maybe they're deviating from that for the show and it's just not as big of a deal as everyone's making it out to be. Could be. Could be. So before we move on to uh, stuff from the next episode, is there anything else about right. Battle of Winterfell you want to uh, talk about? No, I mean, fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I like I, I liked uh, it before the next episode tonight, like we're leading right up to it as a recap because that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I might turn the volume up to realistically loud and take a shower, get in my robe, put some candles on, put some candles, <laughs> touch on. myself, <laughs> touch myself. Uh, no, I liked uh, a little lady Mormont killing the, the giant. I know you're kind of like meh about that. I, I liked her character, though. I don't think it was overdone. You gotta admit, she kind of stole every scene she was in. Especially for a child actor. Really good shit from child actor. And having her kill She's something okay. giant was, uh... I mean, it was pretty obvious, right? Like, they zoom in on that big blue eyeball. Yeah, that's alright. Oh, well, okay. Uh, how about, okay, the barricade. <laughs> Barricade, the barricade. Bar <laughs> I can't believe he lived barricade. long enough to get into that room. <laughs> he got stabbed a lot. He's like a human pincushion. So that was his purpose, apparently. That's why uh, the Lord of Light brought him back so many times. It was to uh, yeah, protect Arya. Again, prophetically <clears throat> speaking. Prophetically speaking, sure. But maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just another one of those things where like Melisandre capitalized on it. I mean, I'm with you. I, I think that the prophecy thing is real and shit because Melisandre knew exactly where to fucking be. She goes to fucking Volantis where all the red priests are at. And then she comes back and it's like, I know exactly what I need to do. Like, yeah, wow, well, because you, Brian sees the, the past and the present lot. and Melisandre yeah, sees the future. And the thing, well, the reason she's wrong the future too. Well, no, I mean, it's like, what they say, why it's so important to study history because people who don't study the past are doomed to repeat it in the future. I think once you know everything about the present and past, you have a good idea about what's going to happen in the future, but you can't see the future. No, I'm I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Brand can definitely see the future. There's nothing about Green seeing that says you can't see the future. But more I know there's nothing that says you can't, but I don't think more he importantly, does. he fucking knew that, like, he knew that she was going to kill him right then and there. Like the confidence on his face. No, I disagree. I don't think so. I think, he I was think, no, I think for the first time, that's the first time I saw Bran as, uh, the three eyed Raven look a little bit worried. Nah, man, he looks down at the spot where Arya stabs him. Like, it's almost like a, 
I got your number thing. And the Night King's just doesn't realize it. It's almost like a pity. It's like Bran is looking at him like, you don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pathetic. <clears throat> I know more Maybe. than you do. But for as far as Melisandre goes, like I think what happened with uh, Stannis is she saw the future, and maybe Stannis was supposed to be the prince that was promised. But then she tried to make it happen, right? She tried to force the prophecy. And when you tr- when you see the future and you try to change stuff, it changes the future. So she saw that happen, and then she did all this shit with Stannis, and that changed shit. So Stannis was no longer the prince that was promised, right? So when she sees the future going forward, or at least after she gets her, her faith back after bringing John back to life, uh, she yeah. doesn't say anything, right? She doesn't, she kind of nudges Arya at the end there, but she, like she could have told Arya way back, right? You're going to kill the fucking Night King, but it would have fucked shit up. I agree. <clears throat> I agree that she, knew, I mean, I'm not saying she didn't know. I think Bran knew, but I also think she knew, uh, <clears throat> that that I, I don't think that she thought 100% that it was Arya that does it, but I think at that moment she was starting to have doubt in herself. I think that's the beginning of the doubt. I think I think what I think she didn't pick up on it right away. I don't, I don't think she knew that she kills the Night King, but I think she knew that she kills whites and white walkers, like she would be in the War of the Dawn. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think she realized until she went to Voltanis later on where she was like, oh shit, that little girl was right in front of me the whole fucking time. And I let her go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, that, that whole thing, she obviously thinks that whatever prophecy about um, you know, the prince that was promised is fulfilled because she just went and took that necklace off and killed herself, basically. Right. So that's the part that kind of gets me is like, if uh, if Arya isn't the prince that was promised or the princess that was promised, then why would Melisandre have killed herself? Maybe is she, she wrong, wrong again? <laughs> She's wrong a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, or is she just like done with it? She's like, yeah, this is as good. I don't as think Azra High and Prince that were promised are the same. Well, yeah, I don't think she's Azura Hyverborn. For th- that thing to come true, there's a lot of shit that would have had to have happened. Especially the whole salt and smoke thing. Like, we don't know how Arya was born, but I'm pretty sure it was in a fucking bed in Winterfell, you know? In a bed in Winterfell, yeah, normally. Yeah. <laughs> what does salt and smoke even mean at this point? Like, everybody says salt and smoke. John was born amongst salt and smoke. What do you mean? While she was bleeding. Her, their parents and- were meth heads. That's what that means. Humans have salt in their blood, and there was smoke because of candles. Like, really? Like, that seems like a giant stretch. Whereas Danny was born under a red star, reborn in a fucking fire that she stood in and was not burned by, uh, in a salt flat with a lot of smoke. And then some dragons were born out of stone. I'm right. sorry, it, man. Just, I feel it, like people reach when they say that. Well, other of course people, they do. You reach far enough, anyone can be the prince that was promised. The thing like, I don't get this is this is uh, you know part of my suspending disbelief. But I get that Danny can't be burned. Can she also not die of smoke inhalation? What's that about? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I guess we didn't think that far. <laughs> <laughs> she just like passes the fuck out in the fire. Well, there you go, man. She can't be. That means confirmed 100%. Smoke inhalation doesn't affect her. Well, yeah. I mean, Toka, I know in the I show do. it doesn't, but I'm, I'm just saying. Is that an oversight or is it some part of her magic? Well, anyway, book, it's not important. In the book, it burns off all her hair and she comes out bald. Yeah. Remember <clears throat> literally that. Literally just her skin. So she wasn't gonna fucking shave her head for the show, though. Yeah, I mean that would have been ridiculous. I got other, I got other jobs, you know. I can't. I don't I can't know. I be think fucking Sinead O'Connoring myself. I don't know. I think she would have looked hot because, <laughs> like, she would have came out bald and then she would have grew her hair back. And in the show, they could have her with like a pixie cut or something. And then eventually, it gets to her fucking shoulders and then long hair. It's a lot of fucking burned. work. And then she burns herself again, and she goes back to bald. And when she meets John, she looks like a lesbian. <laughs> Which is why he would be attracted to her because he's a <laughs> lesbian. <clears throat> that redhead chick was a total lesbian. Oh, and I'm also uh, <clears throat> I'm recanting my theory that well, John's gonna get lit on fire and not burned because John's already been burned, right? I thought that was gonna happen during the battle, like accidentally he was gonna get roasted. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he's already been burned happened. in season. What didn't he fuck up his hands or something? Well, I mean, you might be right, like. They could definitely do something cool like that where he gets captured by Cersei and she's like, I'm going to burn you alive. And then he just, nothing happens. He did yeah, burn but, his hands, but it, I don't know if that's necessarily a thing. Like, Well, maybe was, it was before he was reborn, you know? Maybe now that he's brought back to life, that changes shit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but it's not supposed to have anything to do with that. It's supposed to be with the Targaryens, right? Like, he's Is, just is that how the magic works, though? However you were reborn, you can't die that way again? Yeah, like, right. You can't get, Barrett, it's like Barrett double jeopardy. Barrett couldn't be cleaved in half like like that by the he couldn't be he couldn't be cut along that scar. <laughs> so John can't be stabbed in the heart anymore. Somebody goes to stab him just goes tink. <laughs> yeah, some hard scar tissue, my dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh maybe that's uh that might just be a Danny thing specifically and not a Targaryen thing. Uh they say that because Vis Vis uh Viseri, not Viserion, but Viserys her brother was killed by having gold poured over his head, molten gold. Yeah, but he also wasn't a true dragon. It's not like every Targaryen can't be burned. There are just some in that bloodline that are dragons, right? And they can't be burned. Yeah, I think that's her. I think she's pure blood and, he, and John's not. So it wouldn't work for John. Yeah, so I'm taking that theory back. <laughs> I do think, I'm, ter- I'm telling you, I think she's Azura High. I don't think she's going to die. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I, I think people look at john too much as the hero of the story it's just if anybody's the hero of the story it's daenerys i mean they followed her first of all they followed her all through the show from the beginning to now she's the only character that has not had any serious threat like that put against her uh just constantly hitting every beat and learning lessons like if you look at a classic hero arc she has lived it she's not a mary sue that's been through a bunch of shit and somehow managed to be now she might go dark side she's she's learned a whole lot like all of her entire process as a character is learning things uh to be a good person like she's she's hit all those marks to be able to like john was taught by a good man and because of that john has flaws in that he's too much of a good man but danny has hit that hero arc where she's 
seen all sides and learned from all sides. Not like Sansa. Sansa and John are two sides of a coin where Sansa has seen all the bad shit and so she looks at life very pessimistically. John has seen a lot of good shit through his whole life being raised into an adult and uh, going north of the wall and even being saved by people to the point where it doesn't like all the bad shit that people did. He's just able to let it go because he's got that like good Ned Stark thing going on. Uh, Daenerys, on the other hand, is very middle ground. She's very gray area, you know, which is what you want your heroes to be. You want your well, heroes she's to be willing gray. to do what's necessary where John won't even tell a little lie. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, and being pure good doesn't make you the hero. That's Disney shit. And George Martin does not do Disney shit. And people are going to go, but George Martin's not, there's no material for Dan and Dave. You're fucking retarded, okay? He has writing credit for the show, okay? He writes the episodes with them. He, he I don't know if he does them. anymore. I think he just gives them notes at this point and kind of says, yeah, he this is what I'm going to do, but you do whatever. No, he gave them the ending of the show and all the beats that matter. And they're following through with that. I guarantee you people are going to see. Yes, there may be a couple characters that live or die in different ways in the books, but it's going to end the fucking same with the key characters being in the same position. You're not going to see something where in the books, Danny sits on the Iron Throne, but in the show, Danny doesn't. No, they're not going to do something like that. They might kill, they might make Barrick not die early on and give his life to make Lady Stoneheart and instead protect Arya for a cinematic effect. But they're not going to do, they're not going to do anything major like kill John off randomly and then come back and be like, Ugh. I mean, we know that John dies in the book because we've seen it happen. That's the last bit of the book with John's chapter in the books is he dies. Everybody knew that was going to happen before it happened on the show. Everybody that reads the books at least. And so what we don't know is that he'll be resurrected. You think John, the, the showrunners brought John back, but George isn't. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. Maybe John is literally actually dead in the book. <laughs> and then he dies. And yeah, his, his role is taken up by uh, Sam Tarley. Right. <laughs> right. And he actually, and that's why he doesn't kill the Night King in the show. And the, and he actually dies later on in the show. Hey, that could be possible. <laughs> okay. But I can guarantee you if he's resurrected in the books, he's resurrected in the show. Just uh, that's how it worked. Okay. And if and George Martin definitely has writer credit, uh, he doesn't do like per episode, but he still gets writer credit because yes, he talks to Dan and Dave all the time. They have a hotline to each other. They've talked about this in interviews where they they will call him up and talk to him about certain characters if they're if they're feeling something or some shit like that. Yes, George doesn't sit there in the director chair and look in the fucking lens. He has no experience directing. He also has no experience writing screenplays, so he doesn't write screenplays. But he's absolutely a fucking uh what do you call it? Um oh god. An idea guy. Yeah, well, there's a fucking specific name for it when somebody is called in specifically to be like coached or something like that. Or I don't, I don't fucking know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. God damn it. Consultant. Uh, consultant. He's a consultant on the show. So anytime they need to consult with him, <laughs> boom. 
Well, my prediction, my, or predictions, I guess, mm. for the show, this next one is, uh, it's going to be about 20 minutes of recap and regrouping. And then I think they're going to move pretty quickly to uh, King's Landing. Mm. Oh, by the way, George Martin is also involved with the prequel spinoff that's coming out. Uh, so... You know, again, he doesn't do screenwriting, but he's going to be right there. He's, it's like if Tolkien were alive today and people were making movies and shit about his, his stuff, Tolkien wouldn't write the actual fucking movie. He'd be there as a consultant. So to sit here and act that like the way these people are, like it says it right here in his fucking Wikipedia page. Okay. All of the writers are to be working individually with Martin. It's the same thing with the show. It's going to be the same thing with the spin-off. Okay. And, and Martin even does some of the co-writing in the original show. And he's going to be doing, it says here, Martin is co-writing two of the four announced scripts for the spin-off. Like, that's what he does. He does a little bit of writing sometimes for fun. Okay. Because he's busy working on a book. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Sorry, go ahead. All right. Moving no, that's it. To, to our shit. No, I mean, I'm not going to try to predict deaths or anything. I, well, I know there's leaks that will, I'm going to spoil myself well, in a few gonna, minutes I'm here. I'm not going to talk about those deaths. I, I still stand behind Jamie Kills Cersei for this okay. show. Jamie Kills Cersei and dies immediately because it's, it's poetic in the sense that, you know, I've talked about this before. I'll recap really quickly. Cersei received a prophecy from an old hag when she was young. And so far, all of it's come true. She's taught, it's talked about her being overthrown by a more beautiful woman. That has not happened, by the way, uh, which is how you know Danny gets the throne, at least at some degree, okay? To some degree, Danny defeats Cersei or something like that, okay? Because she thought it was Marjorie Tyrell, but it wasn't. Marjorie Tyrell has been killed. She's dead. She's gone. And Cersei sits on the throne. I, I don't know about you, but Marjorie lost. Okay. In that scenario. Uh, she thought it was Marjorie. Well, I mean, is, to be fair, there might is, be little chunks of her still near the throne. So <laughs> who really wins? So, the, <laughs> so this is part of Cersei's problem. And you can see this as her character. She is too confident. She underestimates things and she gets things wrong constantly. When, especially when it comes to this prophecy. Uh, the second one was that she would be killed by the Valonqar. Valonqar means little brother. Okay, She's always her whole life assumed this to be Tyrion. She's called him a monster. She hates him. And it's one of the big reasons why she hates him. Not only did he kill their mother, who she loved in childbirth, but also he killed their father, who even though she kind of disliked, she still loved him to some degree. Uh, because he was protecting and she felt safe with him around and at the same time kill him it would be very ironic and poetic that the that jamie who was born a little bit after her as they are twins the one that supposedly loves her is going to kill her now the spoilers from episode four i won't talk about them just yet because we're going to put the spoiler thing up for that and by spoiler thing up, I mean, we're going to say out loud we're about to spoiler shit. Uh, but shit from episode four leans towards that, confirms that. And I've thought about this before. I've said this before that. 
So my theory is getting a little bit confirmed, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But I also think that there's a there's a bit of a talk about a leak from some guy that I don't believe knows what he's talking about. But people say that Tyrion's going to betray Daenerys. Um, now I don't really give credit to this. I don't I don't know if this is going to happen. But I will say, if it is going to happen, there are some there is a way you can have it make sense, uh, and still have the audience like Tyrion and it'll be very similar to his previous trial where as the viewer it's not that you know he's innocent it's that you know he's still a good person uh the irony in Cersei's looking at Tyrion as a monster is that Tyrion actually loves his sister and his brother Jaime and their children he loved their children if you go back to the first season he he, had, he enjoys being around his nieces and nephews when he con when he confronts her after the dragon pits in season seven, I think it was, uh, to try and talk her into sending armies north to deal with the undead, you know he she mentions her dead children and he he has this moment where he's like, I didn't kill Joffrey, I loved your children, you know that, I genuinely believe. See, and Martin has talked about Tyrion as a character. He's talked about how Tyrion is this guy that's supposed to be a villain. But every time some bad thing comes up where he's supposed to do something bad, he can't do it. He does the good thing instead. Tyrion is a good guy. He's he's a good guy, straight and through, and written to be so. And I think he cares about Cersei, even though she's a bitch and she's evil. I think he still cares about her as family. And I could definitely see something to where... Uh, are the good guys our team i guess you would call it the the starks and and the targaryens are like okay we can't really defeat uh cersei because of all the shit she's doing and i'll get into that in a little bit when we get and all the people we fucking lost you know like all the dothraki <clears throat> yeah they have some unsullied and and a couple dragons but i'll get into why they're going to have to do this you just have to trust me that I think that they could come up with a plan to like try and like draw Cersei out with a supposed truce or surrendering and then try to kill her with Arya or something like that. And I think Tyrion could uh, definitely, most definitely, I don't know if he will, but I think he could be the type that would meet with her in secret and warn her and warn her because he loves her as a sister and doesn't want to see her done in like that he wants to see her well i think the only way he would do that is if he thinks that uh danny is going more towards mad i disagree i disagree i think it's just because he loves her as a sister i think i think he cares for and i think that's another bit of poetic irony with cersei is that this guy this sibling of hers that she's considered this monster her whole life is the one that cares the most about her not in the same way that Jamie does, obviously, but in a way that he sees her as family and w- and actually warns her. And I don't think she listens to him. I think she doesn't listen. I, you know what? I think maybe she does listen to him and then Jamie is with her. Because Jamie's not going to stay with the Targaryens and Starks, I don't think, for that long. I think he will go back to Cersei and try to convince her to stop this madness or whatever it is that she's doing and 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 you know whatever. But I think... I think the irony there is that Jamie, the one that she trusts the most, is the one that kills her. Whereas uh, Tyrion, the one that she trusts the least, is the one that saves her life. 
I think that's the poetic irony around that whole family possibly dying off, <laughs> like the whole family. I personally think that Tyrion lives, even if he betrays and has some kind of trial or something. I think he lives. But uh, I, that's, if, if that were the case, if you're one of the people that believe in the Tyrion trial, supposed thing, could, that, that's a way that it could be possible. It's a little bit of a stretch, but that's a way that it could be possible. Because it is hard for Cersei to believe him and not think that he's lying or trying to trick her. So we'll see where that. Um, well, do you think? Uh, like some people think it's, it's weird because, as far as Jamie goes, like, <laughs> uh, is he going to stick around or is he going to go back and join Cersei again? Yeah. Uh, well, the leaks point towards. Well, I haven't seen the probably leaks going to do, and we'll talk about that. In a second. But what I think is going to happen is there's there's really only one think... reason for him to stay, and that's Brienne. Is that really? I, I think that Brienne's not even a reason for him to stay. I think even if they were to hook up or something, Brienne's not enough reason for him to stay. I think being with his sister. And well, family, after that whole last exchange that he had with Cersei, is he full on like, yeah, Cersei needs to mm-hmm. fucking die now, or maybe not that far, but is he like committed well, to being on the opposite side, or is he just well, helping against the question. undead and then he's out? That's a good question because I think that's part of it. You know, when he's standing in front of Daenerys and she's talking about, you know, he's like, I, I made a promise to come fight for the living. And then there's this moment where she talks about what he did. And he said, we were at war. I was fighting to protect my family. I think when it comes to family, he'll still choose Cersei over everyone else. Even if he does have some kind of love triangle with, uh, Brenna, um, but I think he dies. I do think he dies. I think he ends up in front of Cersei. And I think what you're talking about absolutely lends to him dying and even lends to him killing Cersei because, you know, if he, because <clears throat> if you're somebody like Jamie and you're in love with your sister, you're, you've been in love with her your whole life. You've had children with her. That's an extreme, like you got to let go of the sister thing for a second as a viewer and, and realize how much he loves this woman. And then think about him falling in love with Brenna and getting it on with her or something like that. That's not going to suddenly make him not love his sister. That's just not going to happen. It it doesn't change the way he feels for her. What would change the way he feels for her is her and how she behaves. That's how relationships end. She already kind of betrayed him, right? Like with exactly she, she almost had the mountain kill him. Right. And then, at the same time, her and Euron are kind of barking Fucking. something. <laughs> and so when Jamie comes in to do some shit and sees Euron in that position that he's supposed to be in, that's going to pull him back a little bit. On top. And when, she's, and when she's being very callous towards him, on top of seeing that, it's going to make him take even further steps back in the relationship with her. And it's going to You think allow- Jamie's going to kill Euron? No, I don't, I don't think Jamie kills you. And I think that's something for Yara to do. I think, yeah. I mean, it's it's too... You got to be careful with this show because the uh, the shitty way to write the show would be Yara kills Euron, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, if that were the way the show works, then Reek kills fucking Bolton, right? Uh, <laughs> John kills anybody that's accosted him. 
fucking Ned Stark comes back from the dead and kills Joffrey. Like Sansa kills Joffrey. Jamie kills, or not Jamie, but uh, Arya kills Joffrey. If that sh- if the show was about who the right person to kill somebody was, that's how it would be. So it could absolutely be that jo- that Jamie kills Euron. Uh, and then kills Cersei, or Euron could be a character that Arya kills. You know, it could be another. I, character I mean, I'd be Arya okay with Arya killing everybody. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> People are just fucking quabbling about stupid shit, and Arya's just fucking offing people and taking faces. That'd be great. I could watch that shit all day. I want to see a Walter Frey death for fucking everyone. A Walter Frey in every hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get to the spoilers. All right, tell me about these fucking leaks and shit. Spoilers, everyone. So here comes spoilers for episode four. If you haven't seen episode four yet. No one has. (laughs) At the Uh, the time of this recording, no one's seen it. (laughs) Well, that's not true. The entire episode has leaked. (laughs) Uh, You want to link this to me so I can see it? a group in Thailand, um, and they claim they claim to have the episode and are asking for money. Okay, man, wait until the last minute, huh? <laughs> right, you should have did that. Wait, so do you have the whole episode outline? Yes. All right, link it because I can't find it. Uh, I don't want to. I'll put it in admin so that we don't spoil. Um, so there it is and we'll read it in a second uh, apparently somebody watched it and translated it to clean English alright this could be fake so I'm going to read this real quick <laughs> and this could be absolutely fake so uh, mass cremation after the battle of Winterfell we know that's true we've seen that from uh, trailers but that could be somebody just pulling from the trailers so again oh my can you not come in here? I'm about to read spoilers. <laughs> Close the door for a second. <laughs> My God. There's a oh. podcast. You're ruining the production quality. God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Give me one second. Just talk. All right. This is me talking. I'm not going to read this thing. <clears throat> but uh, like we said, this is this could be fake, but we will not be held responsible if... Uh, if any of this turns out to be true. So here you get a little extra time right. here. If this, you don't want to hear spoilers, get the fuck out now. Skip. This to the could end. be fake. And here we go. This, this could be fake. We have it like last. Uh, what was it last week? We got actual pictures of scenes. Now there is a picture. Uh, and I'm going to link that right now in uh, admin. That kind of confirms kind of confirms a thousand words. This, this oh, leak shit. is true. That this leak is true, and so <laughs> here we go. So, cut to the victory celebration. Tormund praises John and Arya for winning the battle. Danny looks on with envy. Gendry can't find Arya at the party and goes out and search for her. Danny meets with him and makes him Lord of Storm's End. Jamie praises Brenna, and while playing a game, something I don't understand, the translator says they make out and end up having sex. Gendry finds Arya and they kiss. That's also from the trailer. Gendry wants to be with Arya, but she tells him she into girls. Now <laughs> she she does not want to be with him. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, she looked very disappointed after sex with him. I'm just saying. 
Danny and John talk about his true identity as Aegon Targaryen. Danny does not want anyone else to know about it, as she will lose her claim to the Iron Throne. Tyrion and Jaime meet with Bronn, who has come to assassinate them on Kyburn's orders. Tyrion tells Bronn he will pay double for whatever, whoever sent him to not kill anyone. I don't know how much that's true. Uh, we'll see. Bronn heads back. I mean, to that's got to play out. Tyrion what? said that in season seven, right? Or was it earlier than that? Bron Bron uh, heads back to King's Landing. Question mark. I do think the pay double for whoever sent him not to kill anyone is another hint at him getting the twins, because everybody has to own these castles, right? The Freys aren't around, so it's free real estate. Having, real estate. <laughs> so John, Arya, Sansa, and Bron talk about John's true identity. Arya leaves Winterfell, and the Hound follows her. Question mark. This I don't know what that means. I guess this guy's assuming these things. Tyrion talks to Varys about distrust and betrayal. Ooh, little foreshadowing, maybe. Danny's army marches on Dragonstone, what's left of it. Masande and Grey Worm travel by ship. So now the episode actually gets interesting here. This all sounds boring, but now we get interesting. Danny rides her dragon while Jon is on land. I guess because Rhaegal is injured pretty heavily. You know, he got scratched the fuck up. His wings kind of fucked up. He might not be able to be ridden right now. On the way, Rhaegal is shot with arrows in the chest and neck and falls into the sea. Masande is captured and taken to King's Landing. A lot of shit missing in between, of course. Cersei yeah. crams innocent citizens inside the Red Keep to prevent Danny's army from entering. This is why I think that they're going to need... Uh, and I've said this last week before this leak was out, so this just kind of confirms it. This is going to be one of the reasons why they need uh, to kind of draw Cersei out and assassinate her. Okay, um, let's see, where was I? Her reasoning being, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, her reasoning being Danny would have to kill citizens in order to let her army through, and thus she would never be accepted as a queen by the people of the Seven Kingdoms for committing such an atrocity. According to a leak, a crush occurs during this scene, and Arya and the Hound are present. I don't know what the fuck that means. A crush occurs? A crash? What the fuck does that mean? Whatever. Uh, Danny leads the army to King's Landing to allow Tyrion to negotiate with Cersei. Cersei orders the mountain to cut off Masande's head. Grey Worm looks away, and Danny's blood runs cold as she watches. So it all seems reasonable. Loose translator. Uh, yeah, that's pretty rough. Um. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> Don't I mean, be it. <laughs> it seems reasonable. I hope there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's definitely some filler in between that we're missing out on here that's going to lead to some stuff and talk abouts, but pardon me. Some um, major spoilers that we got it is that uh Rhaegal, there's a video out that's from the episode that shows Rhaegal dying by Euron's feet. It's on YouTube. If you want to see that. Oh, uh, so that's confirmed, I guess. That's <clears throat> confirmed, yeah. Man, they're just fucking killing dragons, man. It's supposed to be like these unstoppable creatures and like They have to though. She's too powerful with them. Like if if uh if she didn't lose her army and at least all but one dragon, um, you'd really be in a weird situation right now where she could they're just Cersei is no threat to her. And then the show has to just end, right? Like, what are you going to do for three episodes? They would have had to draw out this. If they didn't do that, 
this show would have been drawn out where the night the long night shit with the night king would have been multiple episodes and people would have been weary of it and been like jesus when is this going to be over fucking bullshit after bullshit well why did they end the end the show with this season is it just because that's where the story ends or is it because you know they were like hey you gotta wrap this up the song of ice and fire ends HBO wanted them to keep going and kind of make up their own shit as they go and work with George about what possibly could come afterwards. But uh, in terms of all the epic shit, this this is not like there's no big things after all of this happens. Like this is this is like after uh, you know if you look back at Aegon the Conqueror, the first Targaryen to come over. Like all the shit that happened up to that and during that whole process was probably really epic and shit. But once he kind of secured all the seven kingdoms, nothing really happened for generations, you know, until Robert's Rebellion. So everything in between was just small little mundane shit that really wouldn't, you know, side quests. (laughs) (laughs) They're not really very popular uh, for a TV show. And Dan and Dave don't want to push the show beyond what a song of ice and fire is they went into it wanting to just make a song of ice and fire uh they didn't expect that the show would go on as long as it did they said that but they're happy to conclude the entirety well, why of wouldn't it i mean it's gonna go on as long as the books well because traditionally back then tv shows weren't really running that long eight seasons is a pretty big deal for a tv show yeah but uh, it's, it's also especially with the season. kind of especially with the kind of money they would have needed for dragons and shit like that. You imagine being Dan and Dave and you're like a game of Thrones is a good book. A feast for crows is a good book. You know, we want to put these out there because they're good and we want people to be interested in this show. So they go read the books or something like that because they're big fans of the books. I I could definitely see them going, well, we stop here and then we come back to it at a later date or something. But if you're Dan and Dave and you're making this show and nobody really knows who you are and, the show's not super popular yet or even out you're th- you got to be thinking like what do we do with the dragons <laughs> like, yeah. you know how do we do that on a tv show budget um maybe you're thinking we do a tv show and then we go to movie you know we make a movie or something i mean uh, i don't think you even need to i mean it, this show is basically a, a long ass movie no i agree but game of thrones has changed the the whole the game well, I mean, not really. I mean, HBO shows have always been more like movies. Not with this kind of budget. Like oh, the, yeah, budget with the budget and the, and the amount of money that's returning for this show is god tier. And this just means this is good for everybody. Game of Thrones, and this is why people should watch Game of Thrones, even if you don't really care for the show. Game of Thrones is going to change the way TV shows are done because traditionally... You don't put a lot of money into a TV show because it won't bring a lot of money back. But with as popular as this show is, it's definitely bringing the money back. Uh, like tenfold. <laughs> like, we How many people have fucking bought like HBO that. just for this? Yeah. We might see TV disappear. And they probably we might see movies disappear to some degree because of this over time. Well, you know, there's probably they probably look at like their subscription numbers and see that. Oh man, our fucking subscription numbers quadruple during Game of Thrones season. We need to have Game of Thrones shows going on year fucking round. You know, wouldn't that be fucking something? Every 10 weeks you get a new fucking Game of Thrones. Hmm. I'd watch them all.
Yeah. So, I mean, what what about this whole uh, leak thing do you think is bullshit? Because, I mean, it seems like it's pretty reasonable. There's nothing too out there. It all kind of makes sense. This summary? Yeah. It's real. I just, <clears throat> uh, there's actual video of Rhaegal being shot down and Masande being beheaded. <laughs> like, like, on, like, live leaks type shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I mean, the dragons always. I mean, when they die, it's not like heartbreaking. It's just like, a, oh fuck! It seems like a, a huge fucking. It, it's like losing a fucking queen in chess, right? It's like, oh, you just lost so much, so yeah. much pull right there. It's but Masande, I don't give a fuck. Well, some people do. A lot of people do. There's a lot of people invested in her relationship with Grey Worm. I don't really care because I'm not black. <laughs> well, no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> it's just like she's she's an assistant to the queen. Like, I don't really. Whatever, man. This is the last oh, three she's episodes. a big, big deal to Danny. Like, we were talking about this earlier. Um, even if you don't really care about the character Masande, you have to, you have to care about what it does to Danny. Like, that's the whole point. Daenerys watches this happen. This is a woman she saved from slavery and brought over here. Part of it's going to be her blaming herself because if she never brought her over here and just stayed in uh, whatever the fuck, Pyramid City, I can't think of off the top of my head, Marine, uh, they would be fine. And if she would have just stayed slaves. in the north, if she would have just stayed in the north, the lesson for Danny to really learn is if they would have just stayed in the north and been happy with that, they'd be fine. But realistically, what it's going to be is I hate this woman, Cersei, so much I'm willing to go to even more greater lengths to kill this bitch. Because she's well, it's like I said before, she has to realize the cost it's going to take to, uh, to get the throne. Hmm. You're going to fucking lose people like this. And that's according that's to the, the leaks. Jane is the reason Masande is captured, by the way. Wow. <clears throat> like directly. I don't know. He betrays them. Apparently. Uh, there's no reason not to believe it at this point. That's what the leaks say. <laughs> so he huh. fucks Brenna and then is like, my sister matters more to me. See, I think that's going to be his falling point, too. Um, hmm. I have heard stuff about them embracing while the keep crumbles around them or something, so it could be that, but I, I still think it's more poetic that he kills his sister in the same way he killed the Mad King. Now, there are people talking about a leak, but I haven't actually seen the leak of uh, John killing Danny and Danny going Mad Queen and everything. Is there anything to that? Or is so that just these rumors? are if you hang out on these places a lot, you see a lot of these people, they're called fleekers, fake leakers. Uh, there's a lot of people that go around and publish shit that yeah, the problem with this is this, these subreddits are so infatuated with any kind of leak. They'll grab it, anything. So you'll constantly see posts where it's like, Hey, look at this. And it's like the guy got five things wrong about the show, but then he got one thing, right? So now we're going to believe everything he says. You know, yeah. you get that a lot. And when it comes to the Danny being killed by John, very similar concept here. Like the only thing that rectifies him is uh, this idea that 
John, this idea that like, um, oh, he he predicted that Arya kills the Night King. Now, for somebody like you and me, that's like, well, that's pretty good because we didn't see that coming. But if you go back to like, there's a guy that does YouTube called Emergency Awesome. I used to watch his shit, but uh, he just recaps, really. He has a couple theory videos he puts out every now and then. Uh, last year, in 2018, in like February, he put out theories that um, the dagger that Arya used was going to be what was used to kill the Night King. Like he goes through this whole process with how that's, you know, the dagger has a red jewel on it. And it was very common for Rhaegar Targaryen to have red jewels. And during the battle between Robert Baratheon and Rhaegar, where, where Robert kills Rhaegar, uh, they said that when his hammer struck his chest, the death blow there, the whole area was showered with rubies, you know, because he would have that. That's how serious he was about that. So the ideal for this guy was that this dagger belonged to Rhaegar and, you know, by association, you could easily take, he could have easily taken that step and went, oh, it's going to be Arya that kills him, you know, or anybody else, anybody that saw that video could have went, oh, well, then it's going to be Arya that kills him because she's got the fucking dagger, right? Like, it's one of those kind of things where when you hear this guy say this and you haven't seen the episode yet, but you're kind of a theory crafter, you could easily be nudged in that direction. So some guy coming up on a subreddit and saying, yeah, Arya kills him with the dagger. That's kind of easy uh, if you've seen that video. And this yeah. guy was predicting that that dagger <clears throat> would be used in 2018. So he was really close. He just didn't say that Arya does it. He didn't say who does it. He just said the dagger is the weapon that's used. Uh, and that was just him speculating. So if he can speculate that and then, you know, imagine somebody that's smarter than me that can see all the fucking signs that were in their face. I mean, that's, I don't see it far-fetched. I don't think that confirms people. Um, <clears throat> you know, you got this guy like Fricky, who everybody goes ape shit for, and he's just constantly putting shit out, but he dodges a lot. He, he's very flaky. Like, he'll, he'll have questions asked to him on Twitter and YouTube and shit, and he has a YouTube channel, so it's important for him to have views. And he'll, so that's an important thing to consider. And what he'll do is, Somebody will ask him a question and he won't, he'll, he'll say like, he won't answer it, but he'll do it in a douchey way. He'll, he'll be like, you'll have to see, you know, stuff like that. Like that, <laughs> dude, you don't, you don't know. Just say you don't fucking know. Okay. He just, he wants to be considered as somebody that has the information, but just isn't willing to give it away yet. What happened really was that he saw a script of episode two <clears throat> or episode one, whichever it was of season eight. He saw an actual script of that and was able to commit to memory a couple key elements. Uh, and he leaked that before the episode came out on, on Twitter or, or something like that. And that's why he's got so much clout in the Free Folk community. Um, by the way, Free Folk News has all this shit posted, of course. Um, Let's see what Free Folk is doing right now. Are they still over here bitching about darkness in the episode? No, they're bitching about the leaks. What do you mean they're bitching about They're the saying leaks? that the fucking season's ruined <laughs> and the creators are fucking assholes. Yeah, they're bitching and moaning. Mm -hmm. 
Like, what do you want? What did you want out of all this? Do you want people to die or not? Like, fucking pick one. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't get it. Did you see the gif where clearly Jorah pushes her behind him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, at first glance, it looks like Danny's like, be my shield. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> like she throws him. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he pushes her. Is yeah. why. Look that yeah, way it looks like it looks like she's swinging him around. Like, ah. <laughs> Get him. I want to see. Some kind of animation of her like grabbing him by the arms and like just spinning in circles. Right? This <laughs> one's good. No, she can't go mad. And then it's got spoiler shots. Okay, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah that's that's Masande with the mountain behind her about to be beheaded. Yeah, I saw it. <clears throat> Yikes! See, you see the one where instead of the mountain, it's the fucking cat in the hat with the baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, I guess that's all we got. Yeah, there you go. You got all your fucking leaks, but you should still watch the episode, you know? Well, there's a lot of in-between that's going to give... Um, there, there's a lot of small things in Game of Thrones that you got to pay attention to that kind of lead up to what's going to happen next, you know? One of the most enjoyable things about this show, in my opinion, is to theorize about things and then to see if you're right about it. And I, I'm sorry, it's like opening presents on Christmas Day. I don't want to wait till Christmas morning. I want to open my presents tonight. Yeah, if you already know what they are, then uh, what's the point of waiting? <laughs> right, but to see it in action is still just as good, you know. Um, I probably won't spoil myself for the final episode or something. I don't know. We'll I see. probably will. Yeah, it'll <laughs> I mean, probably happen. I'll probably be sitting here on Free Folk just spamming refresh. <laughs> These leakers suck, by the way. They just fucking happen right at the end. Like, Jesus Christ, we're, we're four hours away. Three and a half hours away. People still want... I can't believe that they're trying to charge $1,000 for so an episode that's I mean. going to air in three so, and a half hours. So this got... This is what I was talking about. So this got put to the top. Episode four prediction slash spoilers. Never mind. Yeah. Are you looking at Free Folk News or just Free Folk? Hello? Hello! Oh, God, he left. All right, let's just check Free Folk News. Wherever it is. Uh, free Folk or Free Folk News? Are you looking sorry, at? I'm here. I was looking at Free Folk. It's... So it's like... Oh, my God, hold on. Sorry, normally I don't get interrupted when I'm doing a podcast. <clears throat> so that's something your, your that wife? normally happens. I don't know what's going on. It's like... Uh, yeah, we'll have them listen to this episode and be like, you see? You see how it breaks the flow? Well, it's very fucking obnoxious. Like, just fuck off for a minute, you know? Like, I don't care if people want to know what time I'm coming over to watch the show. They can fucking wait. Until I'm done. Same time as always. Batman. <laughs> so this guy posts episode four prediction slash spoilers slash relevant events. 
and this was a comment where the Blake says, I don't know if it's even relevant, man. I'm just making a point. Okay. okay. He says long acre is a reputable leaker spoiler from the CU and CCE forums who gave hundred percent accurate accounts of season four through season six months in advance. Okay. So that doesn't mean they've seen everything, right? Like these people think like this guy's on the inside. <laughs> and also leaked entire episode plots of TDS1, S2. Okay, whatever. Also, it was he who recently pointed out on YouTube Fricky's season eight, episode one inaccuracy, including the Jamie Brand scene at the end, which Fricky completely left out. But anybody could guess that when Jamie shows up, he's going to be confronted by Bran, right? That's like a given. It's not really that important, you know? It says he went dark <clears throat> after season six, but supposedly he was back on CU with new leaks, or at least he was until the fuckface mods banned him. He echoes a lot of the same plot leaks, read John killing Danny, but he admittedly refutes the Fricky Tyrion trial death leak. He claims Bran reveals that the Night King White, uh, White Walker arc is far from over. The Night King's identity is discovered by Sam, which is confirmed by Bran. What do you mean discovered by Sam? Where? Like when? Like, why does it matter? That, why does it matter? Yeah. Davos and the Hound go to retrieve Mel's body, but it's gone. Arya thanks the Hound for his heroics. He tells her to thank him. He's the true hero while standing over Beric's body. Okay. See, this is supposedly happening in the next episode, but we know this isn't true. Tormund and the rest of the wildlings are given several northern castles, and some will start the new. Uh, New Night Watch? Yeah, okay, sure. The New Night Watch. Episode 4 effectively ends their story arc. No, that's not happening. <laughs> See what I'm talking about here? Like, this guy's like, this guy fucking predicted all this shit from back in the day, and these are his predictions. And this guy's just, this dude is blatantly lying, and this dude's just gobbling up everything from his dick. Like, mm, give me that fucking jizz. Oh, yeah. Danny is overconfident to a fault. And Ray Gall is gravely wrong, injured. Didn't say whether or not he dies in episode five, not episode blames, four. Blames Masandi's capture and subsequent trial and death on Varys and Tyrion, and that marks the beginning of her downward spiral. Sansa, Arya, Tyrion, Varys, and Davos are informed of Jon's true identity by Bran and Sam. Again, these are good guesses. Rhaegal is gravely injured. Well, gravely. <laughs> Euron is severely burned and then killed by Yara. Most of Euron's fleet in the GC. Yara's right still in the Iron so Islands, right? Now, this guy's talking about episode five now, and the rest of the GC ultimately turn on Cersei. Sansa meets with the Iron Bank representative. Why? <laughs> what? Uh, Clegane like Mole is account. nothing more than the Hound Mercy killing an already mortally wounded mountain. The Hound, Braun, Podrick, Gendry, several soldiers. Kyburn is revealed to have his own agenda. The big dire wolf scenes happen in episode five and six. No more wolves die. Jamie and Brenna have a brief on-screen sex scene. Jamie apparently doesn't betray anything or anyone. In fact, he vouches for John to Thursday in a scene where John had voluntarily surrendered himself. Bran had informed Jamie off-screen that Cersei's pregnancy was a ruse. He doesn't actually kill her, but sets a trap that seals her fate. Drogon Bran I can see that. I can see Bran telling Jamie that that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Varys executed by Grey Worm. John kills Grey Worm and other Unsullied and is finally forced to kill Danny. Whatever. <laughs> Drogon just like why would John kill Daenerys because she kills Unsullied and Grey Worm? He doesn't give a fuck about them or Varys. <laughs> like 
Drogon just looks at John and then takes her body and flies off. Yeah, sure, that's what Drogon's gonna do. Just oh, you killed my mother. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> the hound is last seen building a house somewhere in the countryside. That is unfortunate. That's it. Unfortunately, very random and choppy. See, this is what I mean. Like, it's just somebody blowing shit out of his ass. It's, what if it all oh, turns pic- out to be true? The prophecy. Picture of, of sex confirmed, guys. Look, he's right. No, it's a great, it's an easy guess. It's goddamn 50-50. Psych- psychics do this all the time. They're like, hmm. You died of natural causes? Uh, he was hey, shot guys, dead. So naturally he'd I, be dead. You've heard my <laughs> predictions here. You've heard my predictions as we've talked about this on the podcast. Parts of it have happened. Parts of my predictions have come true before. So, like, does that make me a leaker? Like, if the only difference between me and these people is I'm not going around saying, I'm a leaker. I got inside information. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Jamie and Brenna have sex. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's definitely confirmed, man. Now, I'll tell you what's confirmed. If you say something specific, you have to say specific thing, right? He doesn't say anything here about Masandi being beheaded. But what a, a specific thing. Masandi is beheaded by the mountain. That's a specific, okay? That's a specific thing that that makes it better. Like if you just say, hey, Masandi. Okay. Oh, God, you're cutting out. I guess Masandi is captured. That's a good guess, I guess. <laughs> He doesn't go on to say what happens to her at all. Yeah. Gotta gotta be specific, man. Rhaegar, like, like, Rhaegal is gravely injured. How? You supposedly have the inside information. You supposedly know. Tell me how. Did you look at a picture? Did you read a script? Tell me how. What's it say in the script? What's the picture look like? Describe it. I mean, clearly from what I've watched, he gets shot with the, not arrows, but the scorpion thing. He gets shot with the scorpion thing that's probably on the boat waiting for them outside of Dragonstone. Yeah. Kyburn is revealed to have his own agenda. What? what what's agenda? the agenda? <laughs> yeah. What's the agenda? And that's like so easy to, that's just fucking, that's child's play, man. The big and direwolf the, scenes happen in episode five and six no more. What big direwolf scenes? Like, what? By, by the way, gives a shit. Dude? If you want to be upset at bad writing in the story, it's not the characters; it's some of the bullshit that they do. Like, Danny and a, is and Rhaegal are flying, and somebody who has barely ever shot a ballista at an air target in their life. Okay, when you look at the Bronn scene where Bronn is fighting Danny and shooting at her and Drogon. Okay. <clears throat> what you'll notice is that the first time he misses and she dodges it. The second time he hit. But they're flying straight at him. Both of those times. They're flying straight at him. And it doesn't go all the way through Drogon. It like sinks into his fucking collarbone or whatever. If you look right at underneath this, its wing or something. If you look at the scene from this episode, they're flying in like a horizontal direction from the shots. That's the kind of shit that I don't like about the show is stuff like that. I'm supposed to believe. I have to suspend my disbelief. I, I'm supposed to sit here and believe that 
these guys who have never shot at an aerial target in their life are shooting not just a bow, but like a giant fucking thing with a big fucking arrow on it. They have to account for arc and downfall and win, and they get them on the first shot. Now, I could, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they shoot like hundreds of them at them and they just happen to hit them. Okay, sure. I can, I can follow. If that's what's happening, I, I'll get behind it. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know, whatever, man. I don't know. I just, I, I know what has to happen, but I hate seeing the dragons die because they fucking built them up so much. Well, and then they, listen, they I know they kind of serve their fucking purpose fucking in the long night. They could have fucking killed it off in the long night episode. Why didn't they just kill Rhaegal there? I don't know. Give people hope, I guess. Hey, What's everything's going to be okay. The Night King was the main threat, and look how many people survived, right? And then they go they into the last three episodes. It like, it's pretty lame. It would have worked better for John that way, like if the dragon crashed down and was dead. I think it would have worked better. Yeah, I well, guess. I mean, they built up this whole fucking ballista thing, so maybe they're just trying to get some payoff out of those scenes that they showed. Would have been even cooler because you would have had two dragons under the Night King at the end there. One that was really fucked up and another one that was fucked up but manageable. <laughs> I, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Like when he raises the dead, Rhaegal gets up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit. That's serious. All right. Well, I well, guess we that's all I got. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I got to go watch Battle of Winterfell again. Yep. Take a shower. Do some laundry. Anyway, I'm the Night Terror. You can find me at twitch.tv slash the Night Terror, Night with a K. And Twitch and Twitter and Facebook, same name, all that stuff. Go and, go and follow if you like the content. Um, Gabbler, do you give a shit if people find you? I mean, I stream sometimes on the Gabbler on Twitch, but man, am I fucking fed up with Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's just getting really obnoxious. Why don't you switch uh, over to Mixer D Live or something? Yeah, I just want to make video games at this point. But yeah, you can come watch me when I do play. I'm pretty funny. The end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, this podcast happens every Sunday. So be sure to rate it and all that. Give us thumbs up or hearts or whatever the fuck it is. Share so it with that, your friends and family or I'll kill yeah, you. We're safe for work because um, you should be listening to it with headphones on. So we I'll find you and I'll want. butt fuck your mother in front of your dad. <laughs> I'm going to make your mom jealous with the shit I do to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why we're here to make you feel uncomfortable. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll we'll you'll hear us next time. Later. <laughs>